This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans. Putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League. We thought about discussing the Eels' ladder position, but there's no point. The Warriors try to emulate the Queensland Origin team. Unfortunately, they did it with pills and Red Bull, not victories. If the West Tigers win a game, but everyone's reading about Parramatta, are they still in decline? And we preview all the action for a rep round of the 2016 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 220 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. As always, welcome to our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And don't forget, if you're a new listener and on Twitter, give us a shout and we'll get Tool Nation to show you some love. Uh, Instant rugby league loving internet buddies for everyone. And um, the example there, the case in point this week, is at BenR47, who... um, tweeted us uh, and said, I love your show because I'm from the USA, so it's a way I get NRL news because no one knows what rugby league is here. And uh, that's true. That's, that's true. phenomenal. That's the, that is a common tale from um, our American listeners. And in fact, uh, one of our American listeners, who shall remain nameless, uh, at one stage was asking me about some rules-based question, which is yeah, perfectly fine, but it became clear that he was talking about union Oh. And I was talking about league. That's literally that's. I mean, so if you want an indication of where rugby league's at in America at this point, rugby, that, that rugby kind of confusion, is rugby is rugby. that kind yep. of confusion can can is it's, it can still very easily exist because yeah. the two are almost interchangeable because of the word rugby, and they just don't they don't know any better over there. And rugby union at the moment is kind of making a push for like a professional competition sort of thing. So. Yeah. It's actually, you know, got the. Well, I wouldn't say it's got the, like the ascendancy, but it seems to be doing more towards being organised than league at this exact minute. So well, that's something for the runners over there. Our, to think uh, about. our good old friends up in Canada mm-hmm. are doing their bit. Yeah, I got something about them later, but fucking, I'm, I'm, I don't like the look of their merchandise so far. I wish it looked cooler because I'm so, yeah. I'm so into it. I'm, like, I, I don't. If you, I mean, if you're going to call yourself, it's the Toronto Wolfpack, and they're going to start up in like the third division English yep. competition. Yep. But man, how? Do, I mean, like the black and white's fantastic, but how do you not put some red in there? Yeah. As as a as a, a bit of a hat tip to the real Wolfpack, obviously with NWO <laughs> with fucking you know Hall and Nash and oh. <laughs> X Pack <laughs> Sting at some point, and eventually all the NWO pretty much became NWO Wolfpack. But um, that would be too sweet. But uh, I just think it's Wolfpack's. It's a fucking cool name for a cool name for a uh, a team. Yes, fantastic name for a team. Their, their jersey, their, at least their preliminary sort of jersey. I hope it's not the final one. It kind of looks like looks more like cycling attire. Well, it, you know, the design. They're they're sort of pre-built for for a supporter base. Yeah, like there's a certain percentage of the population that will just love calling themselves the Wolfpack. Yeah, same yep. as the Raiders were pre-built for gangs to buy their merchandise and um, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. St. George were built for a financial institution to sponsor them it's um, uh, good move the Broncos were you know, built to be cunts they were indeed 
And sorry, sorry, um, Broncos fans out there, I don't mean uh, you guys. I don't mean the Denver Broncos at all. Um, so, yeah, anyway, get around Ben R 47 on Twitter. He's in Atlanta. And so, oh, great. I love the Falcons. That's my team. Uh, I actually support the Detroit Lions because I'm a fuckwit. That's old uh, Dominic Wilkins territory. Oh, yeah. That's old school. And Dominic Wilkins being, being of course, uh, one of Glenn's favourites ever. Really? Yeah. So, so there we go. It's all full circle. I didn't know he was an Islander. They tell. <laughs> he's an Islander. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he loves an Islander. Wasn't he a poly? <laughs> well, no. well, I guess so, yes. I would have to say, given the evidence presented in front of me, <laughs> yes, he is. News players, Dominic Wilkins <laughs> is actually <a> poly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, where are we? The mailbag for the week. At Voodoo Rock. Very vocal this week. He's a Parramatta Eels fan. But outside of that, I have a feeling he's just sending us tweets about everything but Parramatta. Just so that he can get to, just to try and distract us and he's focus. He's filibustering. Exactly. He's, he's filibustering he's totally the show. Filibust- he, he totally is. But I, it does remind me right now, I didn't write a note about this, so I better say it now while, I th- while I've thought about it. What I'm going to do this week... Because, like, if this show, if nothing else, this show's about love. And uh, we, we love the Eels fans uh, that, are, that listen to the show. The other ones can go fuck themselves, really, and, uh, you know, get in, the, get in the deepest part of the fucking sea where Eels can't survive because, obviously, Eels can swim, so getting in the sea is not such a bad thing. But um, perhaps, you know, be freshwater Eels and get in the salt water. But the other Eels fans, the ones that listen to this show, we love you guys. We don't feel your pain because our teams aren't fucking cheats, but we do want to... D- minimise yours when listening to this. It just should be a safe place for everybody. Yeah, that's it. So it should, it should be like, you know, the the you know, the magical space where you can kick back and not have to worry about, you know, <laughs> having your heart fucking ripped out and thrown on the yep. floor. So, with that in mind, what I've elected to do this week is I'll, <laughs> when we get to the story about the eels, I'm going to put a chapter break in there. <laughs> so eels fans, you can just skip it and pretend it didn't happen and listen to the rest of the show pain-free. Because remember, there's no there there are no previews for games coming up this week, so there's no real yep. danger after no. that eels are you know story. One thing I will say to you, eels fans, is you can skip it. You're more than welcome to skip it. But there have been times in my life where I've had to have unpleasant conversations, but have actually been the better for it. Okay, you know things like well, if you're going to keep doing that, you might want to use some lotion, <laughs> even though it was terribly awkward at the time. <laughs> have have actually led to an easier life ongoing. <laughs> All right. So Voodoo Rock, he's a, he said, yeah, I might sk- I might just skip this weekend league this week, eh, para fans? Hash longest ever episode. Hash longest segment ever. Hash para board the real X Factor. <laughs> Look, I don't think this is going to be the longest ever episode. That segment, I don't even think that's going to be the longest ever segment. I'm pretty sure that you've got to remember back to episode eight or 8.5 or, you know, I don't think it was an actual number. I think it might have been like in between eight and nine or something. That's when the storm thing broke. Yeah. Like very, very early in the run of this show. Yep. And um, that episode went for a while. And I mean, I, uh, I can't even fucking imagine what got into me back then, but I like, you know, interview oh, fucking di- Mark Guy and all these people about it. Difference, like, difference being, it was all fresh information that day. That very day. And you guys did a very good job yeah. of, of collating everything together. And and, and it was an emergency it. episode too, because the ones for that week had already been done, because I remember Glenn was in Kokoda. And so um, a friend of mine, Kate, who a long time listeners will remember, she, was, she did the show that week, and then 
it's lucky she just lived, she didn't live too far away. I'm like, fucking come back over. I need you to do another episode. We had this storm thing. So we did that. But, um, yeah, that was a, that was like an entire episode based around it. And that's not going to happen in this case. Ouch. I think that was my phone just falling on the floor there. Those Parramatta um, fans throwing rocks at your window. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, sea Eagle Spur. So, uh, I'm going to say one thing. I've never looked forward to an episode of This Week in League more in my life. We will talk about Jamie Lyon's pitiful diving performance. Don't you worry, we won't leave you out. Tater underscore chips. I love you guys, but forgive me for not tuning in this week. I imagine it'll be like getting rammed up the ass by the giant on Game of Thrones. <laughs> and um, for those who've seen uh, the, the second episode, the, the giant makes an appearance. One one makes an appearance. Very nice. And it's fucking awesome. Very As nice. always, uh, Giannis underscore Mateus. Leicester winning the league proves that the Tigers can go from bottom to second bottom of the comp. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> That's some Kevin Garnett shit right there. Um, Voodoo Rock again. <laughs> Once again, definitely filibustering. There's a topic for another This Week in League. Which member of Twill Nation has blocked you? It's a good question. It's even, it's hosts are not immune. Let me assure you. Um, there appears there's a certain elderly elderly person out there who was a big listener of the show despite the foul language displayed every week and um, my theory is that she that she, she objects to the use of the word retard and I just find that I just can't I just can't get around that behaviour yeah because it's like it's it's like you're not calling someone a fuck you know yeah I know if I call you if you say something stupid I call you a retard I'm not for one moment accusing you of like you know having Down syndrome or fucking yeah, something I like that. I you know, know what I mean? So people choose to be offended by what they choose to be offended by, and I can't control that. Um, yeah, but, but she, yeah. she's chosen that, and, and if yeah. she's blocked it, you on Twitter, exactly, you can say it. She can block your life moves on. Everyone's happy. Exactly. Fucking this people, week in PC police. People, yeah, people just get too. Uh, they get too precious about shit. Yeah. I ain't gonna fucking change. Fuck yeah. yourself. Um, but yeah, there are people. There are people go. Oh, it's, so yeah, it's time to it's time to air, air that shit out. Who's blocked you? We're all about bringing people together. We're all about love. Yeah, let's work oh, this shit out. Look, I don't think I go. Don't block me. If anyone's blocked me, so suck my dick. I don't give a shit. I go, I go through Twitter spurts. Yeah. So I'm probably not around enough to. It's true. To have really salted people. This has probably forced you to be on Twitter more. Yeah. This year it has, but. Um, uh, for the most part, I think Twitter's been, yeah, been fairly good. There's been a cup, couple of popcorn moments where I've got to sit down and. <laughs> but um, no, you I guys are all mute, pretty good. I tend to mute people rather than block them. I I even almost dared people, yeah, to be mean to me when when, yeah, when I first it. came onto the show. It was almost maybe it's because you're I'm, too new. You're still too new. The I'm, honeymoon period's still going. I can't even put out that you know I need an arch enemy and yeah, and there was some half-assed. Oh well, you asked me to be mean, so you're a prick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so do better. Yeah, you just you know, you're really just too too much of a nice bunch of people. You know, I mean, you really you really shit on his chest, like just <laughs> just crop just, dust me. Just, <laughs> just like Cleveland steamer, just go go and eat like a bunch of Mexican food. <laughs> that story, you know, that story through the week of that woman who won the lottery in the states. No, she won the lottery. Right, first thing she does is go that he's a bunch of Mexican food. <laughs> The boss comes back to the office, and his office door shut, which is unusual circumstances apparently for yeah. that. So he opens up the door, and here's her on squat on his desk, 
she saved it up after eating all this Mexican food and she's just fucking unleashed on his desk. So obviously, she's, you know, there's, there's legal issues around that, but she's, she doesn't care. She's won the lottery. I mean, in America, there's not insignificant. No, with, you know, obviously, I don't remember the figure, but it was bound to be in the millions or tens of millions of dollars yep. at a minimum. And, um,. You watch six months oh. now. There'll be a, a sixty or a current. No, it'll be in a current affair special. Yeah, about desk shit ladies now broke and yeah. Well, that that always that, that always tends to happen with that. Oh. Yeah, but um, look, I'm self-employed, so I can't do that when I win the lottery. So I may just I'll, I'll just drive to the nearest office building, <laughs> just just walk in and shit on someone's <laughs> desk. Just find the biggest, most expensive desk in the corner office. Are you. Like, you look like you got some seniority. Did you, did you just actually say when you win the lottery? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Pro- probability's not your strong suit. No, no, it's not. It's, it's, yeah. it's not like as actually winning gold lottery because I mean to to do that you've got to kind of you got to kind of enter. To, to yeah. Win. yeah, I mean it's more like when I win the lottery in terms of you know hit the hit the big score, you know, gotcha. business wise that you, kind of thing. You know what they call the lottery in uh, in uh, more more educated circles? What's that? They call it a tax on stupid people. Yeah. And I know I would tend to agree with that yeah, as well. So. <laughs> Parramatta fans, we're offering a lottery for you to enter. <laughs> a few points. <laughs> well, it reminds it reminds me of that that, that joke slash fable slash story where um, about the guy who um, auctioned does, off his does, does the, no, he does the does the the, the raffle for uh, a horse or something, you know, and uh, he sells like a hundred tickets for you know x amount of money, and. Yeah. Um, and there's no, you know, it's dead. It was dead. Awesome. Anyway, yeah. And I said, well, you know what? You got to refund two hundred people. It's not done. It's to refund one, the winner. Yeah, spot on. That's it. Um, okay, where are we? So, okay, so that went from blocking. So, who's blocked you? Let us know. Special K online. Finally catching up on this week in league once again. Nate not giving the Sharks any credit in the preview versus the Broncos. Grade A clone. Well, well, well. We'll see what happens this week. In the recap of the show, will I give the Sharks credit or will I speak the truth about the second half? Yeah. Time will tell. It's really easy coming out after your team wins. Saying, is I told you so, I told mm-hmm. you so, I told you so. And none of these guys are pulling their dicks out, swinging it around before the game. Yeah. They're all like, oh, I'm fucking, you know, chewing my fingernails down because I'm fucking shit scared we're going to exactly. get pumped. So fucking settle down. Yeah. We're, the only, we're the only motherfuckers, or, you know, we are of the few who actually are. Uh, you know, putting our balls on the line, actually saying that shit days before it happens. And technically, Brisbane won the second half. Technically, Brisbane fucking flogged them in the second half. You know, so you to want, be honest, you want to talk about the real winner of that game? Fuck off, Sharks. Yeah. Okay. Um, if it was a fight. You know who the winner is. Yep. Doesn't matter who got the first couple of punches in. That's it. Spot on. Uh, Devonhead, young kid at KFC, didn't know what a Serena burger was when I asked for one. <laughs> I hope you explained it to him in graphic detail. <laughs> I think that should be your homework. I want you to fucking whip to out your phone. Video. I want you to vine you going up to the drive-thru window at KFC. Because this is you're only talking to a robot. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't, you're not in front of the person. So you're just in front of the fucking microphone thing. So I want you... Hello, guys. Please take you and I want you to go through that process. I want you to say this. Yeah, so, um, can I get a uh, like a, a large a large combo with a, a Serena burger? And they'll be like, "I'm sorry, you know, I didn't catch that." Or, you know, what the, what what, what are we after? A Serena burger. And I need you to push the Serena burger point until they're exasperated. And then when they're exasperated, then you go the one with the black flames. 
because I think they'll, <laughs> I think they'll get that. They'll get it at that point. They'll know what you mean when you say they that. They will. Fucking KFC. <laughs> Who the fucking KFC thought that was a, a great idea? That's that's that is one hundred. I don't know this for sure, but I'm prepared to say one hundred percent. It is either an invention of uh, KFC Japan or KFC Malaysia. Well, like, at, at what stage has anyone been sitting around eating anything and said, you know what would make this better? If it looked rotten. Blackness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think you should do that. Okay. I think you could have some fun with that. Yeah, nice. You know what? I think everybody should do that. <laughs> I think everybody should, should video and send it to us on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> video of them going through the process of trying to get a Serena burger out of KFC. And then you have to show yourself eating it afterwards. And if you don't have to actually describe what it is, if they if you can get it to the point where they get it, <laughs> then that's even better. <laughs> I want you to throw someone a shirt or something if they do that shit. That'd oh, be amazing. Um, Mup twenty three. Are you guys actually going to make a Titans review template? No, no, we're not because this week it's actually going to go kind of different to the previous weeks. <laughs> there was there was none of that fight that we were talking about previously. Um, Panthers AU spelled the correct way if you're out in Penrith. P A N F A S AU. And he sent us a tweet saying, yeah, get around uh, Canada Rugby League and the uh, Toronto Wolfpack will be playing League One next year, hopefully, hoping for a Super League spot in a few years. Support them a thousand percent. And if they were in, in the Super League, how good is that? That's how good is it just to have like a Canadian, like, you know, I mean, you know, the away trip's pretty fucking tough. <laughs> and I wonder how they would handle that shit because I've never really experienced much of the jet lag that people like. There's one time in my entire life I've experienced like real, legit, debilitating jet lag where you want to do nothing but sleep, and when you're awake, yep. you just you feel like you're in a fucking dream state, and that was one of the shortest flights <laughs> as well from New York to fucking Ireland. Yeah, okay. And it's weird because I mean this was a, this was part of a, like two months around the world thing where we went on many long like yep. long flights from like Rome to Thailand. Um, Brisbane to Auckland, uh, Auckland to LA, so sorry, the Auckland to LA st- stretch of that. There were tons of long legs like that. Yeah. And tons of short ones. But this was only like probably about six hours or seven hours, something like that. It's not long. Yeah, shit. But okay. fuck me, I tell you, we went, we we left kind of, I think it was like, you know, kind of seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night in New York. And it was, you know, daytime in, in Dublin when we got there, you know, I forget what time of day it was in the morning. And we got the train to where we were going or, you know, got, got a lift or whatever. And I remember we had just had a, just felt like having to sleep, and we did, and that, like, literally a whole day was just fucking written off, just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I mean, there was drinking involved as well, like, you know, Ireland, um, with friends I hadn't seen for a long time, but I still think the jet lag was one of the, you know, so, and that, then, and the point being that that's, you know, probably going to be the route that they're going to take. Yeah. That way, that direction. So you'd have to assume that that's come up once or twice before they've decided yeah, to open a yeah a friend. Although considering what major corporations do with making black bun burgers, it maybe it hasn't. <laughs> like, fuck, the UK is where? Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, we're only like a couple of hours away. It's fantastic. Yeah, it'll be grand. Yeah, oh. no. But why do we put all our money in this bus? Well, the way the way to do it would be I don't know if you know just fly it over, fly over the morning. 
had the game, <laughs> and then you crap out afterwards. You know, die, yeah. die for 24 hours after the game. Well, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps they'd do like a, a half and half season where, where for half the season they'd play home games. Yeah, and I, then for half the season they'd play away games. You, yeah, you'd think for the for the management of the competition as a whole, though, they would have to you know kind of be like everybody else, like PNG playing in the Queensland yeah. comp. Yeah, they'd have to, you know, like it sucks. You've got to travel further than everyone else. Yep. Like New Zealand in our comp, you know, even the Cowboys in our comp. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's still not, that's not jet lag territory. No, no, it's not jet lag territory. It's just yeah, inconvenient distance wise, you know, compared as compared to other yeah. sides. Um, interesting. No, maybe there's maybe there are ways you can you know prevent it entirely. I'm not sure. Valium. I mean, oh, you know, I was almost at the point back then where it was like a myth. Yeah, fuck jet lag in real soft motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches need to get, get some minerals. Yeah, no, I'm like sure. that annoying seventeen year old kid. That, no, I never get hungover. Yeah. I never. They're the favourite person in the world to watch when they get that first one. Yeah, and bad, and on half of what everyone else has yeah. had. Yeah. Everyone knows there's, there's there's millions of ways to not get hungover when you when you're drinking. Let me tell you, mostly <laughs> mostly involving the additional consumption of pharmaceuticals currently with the alcohol. But um, Yanis <laughs> <laughs> uh, underscore Mateus, biggest fuck you to this week in league for bringing up memories of the graduation song. Would rather be at the ass end of Harlem poop than listen to that. <laughs> The beautiful thing for me is that that graduation song, it was ne- like the age I was at when that song came out, it was utterly meaningless to me. It was a child song no, that I never listened to. Thing, I wasn't watching video flicks or any of that, video hits or any of that no, shit, your right? Kid, your kids are going to put you through it. That will be around yeah, when maybe. your kids leave high school. I'm, there's bound to be something. I mean, that by the time my kids leave high school, that song will be 20 years old. No. This is where the world's come to. This is fucking idiocracy coming true. Oh, Okay. They're making black bun burgers, but no one's fucking cashing in on the cash cow that a vulnerable 18-year-old kid's going out into the big wide world. I'm sorry, I just like, I love the fact that like, the, the, the Serena burgers, just, <laughs> it's just weighing heavily on you, like, <laughs> everything's about the Serena <laughs> Parramatta fans may escape, it might be the, the, the real uh, travesty of the week, it might be the Serena burger. Um... Adrian underscore Maitland, he sent us a conversation on, uh, appears to be Facebook Messenger, with um, NRL 360, the rugby league program. Oh, God. Did you see this? You had to see this. No, I didn't. This is amazing. Well, fuck me. Hashtag Twill Nation. He sent a message to them, said, great show, fellas. Have one of you been listening to the This Week in League podcast? If not, where did you get the term Burgeye in relation to the Burgess Brothers? I'm pretty sure they coined it. The response... Coming from Ben, so presumably Iken. Yeah, okay. Sorry for the late response, mate. To answer your question, yes, Paul and I are big fans of the podcast. We probably did get the turn from there. Cheers, Ben. Enough <laughs> <laughs> a lie, because honestly, if they did listen to this show, they wouldn't be big fans. But you know. Quite, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, Jason's 400. Serena Burger even shocked Nate. Hash, keep devolving. It didn't shock me. I'll give, I'll give you the, the story behind it. Is that um, we do those three, three one-liners at the start of the show. And uh, when Glenn was co-hosting, we'd be just like struggling some nights to do it. And then I'd say something like, 
you know, something like about Alex McKinnon or about something that's just like the super is like about as low as you can go, like it's super wrong. <laughs> and Glenn would always be the one that'd be like, don't you know? No, we're not. We can't say that. We're not saying that. And I was like, oh, fuck, really? No, we can't say that. Well, fuck, we're gonna sit here for another half an hour if we don't use do it. And be like, no, and we and we wouldn't do it. And so <laughs> when Jay Bass was at that one, I was just. It was more like, all right. <laughs> The game has changed. I don't have. I don't have any. I don't have this fucking nanny anymore. <laughs> telling me not to say shit. So yeah, we're probably gonna get sued eventually because I'm gonna. Ultimately, I'm gonna get part. You know, I'm gonna start saying shit that's um. This is not cool at all. At all. Slippy underscore eel. Oh my god! Black flaps. <laughs> I literally drove off the road. <laughs> Hashtag black flaps. Apologies for your car, damaged your car, sir. It's been a rough week given the, what's happened with your club as well. Bernard JKD. It's not all fucking bouquets for you. Huh? Bernard JKD. So let's combine very separate island countries into one team. Even Glenn on a dumb day wouldn't have come up with that foul insult. <laughs> nah. I'm meanwhile, I think, I'm meanwhile um, Bernard is like, he's a, he's a gypsy from Ireland, I think. I would... Um, Even he knows he's up there in Ireland. I'd I'd stand by that. Now, when when we're talking about island <laughs> nations, yes. we don't mean Ireland. <laughs> no fiddle dees. Um, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come and mash me potatoes. But um, we're talking about the Pacific Islands, and I stand by that. That if people are really serious about improving the competition between international rugby league playing countries then their best bet and we were looking at the teams earlier tonight and mm-hmm. there were probably four recognisable names between there's more more than that at yeah. the point really no but they all had like the same name yeah it's like Metaudia 87 times but well that's because they, there is 87 of those playing for Newcastle Knights look I think it was the PNG team had two guys named Boas okay which is awesome because if they do anything they can say like a Boas Mm. But you know, for them to actually excel at international level rugby league, the best thing they could do is combine forces, and then as one country becomes strong enough in its own right, it can then leave the conglomerate and forge out on its own path. But it would be the quickest path to another competitive rugby league team on the international circuit. So... You heard it here first, everyone. Jay, does all Polynesians look the same? Cat, <laughs> <laughs> kick it to Hunt. Unless it's Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> 100% agree on the obstruction rule. Rules have to be black and white. Stop bitching about the rules and how the refs are fucked. Look, I agree with the sentiment of that. Stop mm. playing about the refs. So much. Bunch of Josh Robos. Mitch Pool zero one. Every week I listen curiously as to how the episode title fits, and every week I lose my shit when the punchline is delivered. And it is real. It's it's a tightrope because like sometimes I've got no fucking idea what to call the show. And like Jay's already gone at that stage, and I was like, oh fuck. And it's like one o'clock in the morning, and I was like, oh, I don't have time to listen to the entire fucking show again to pull the line out. And then something you know something comes to me. But then with that one, like I knew as soon as that Serena thing, I knew that was a title of the show. It was just like, how do I phrase it in the title of the show that doesn't spoil it? <laughs> doesn't spoil the punchline when it comes. And so it turned out to be okay in the end. At more so, Nate using the older Terry Tough cunt on Sammy. Got to be my favourite saying of all time. 
Oh, so sorry. I may have been the first time I've ever used it in my life, to be honest, but I'm not sure why. Just sometimes things happen. Sometimes magic happens on the show. That's it. And uh, Paramount, Mark II, said, agree with Nate in the black and white obstruction rule. The fact that subjective decision-making is removed is far better for the game. Um, this week in X-Factors. Angry. It's a thing. Angry NRL guy. Since all the good X Factor tweets are apparently gone, I'll just tag Jay and say X Factor, X Factor, X Factor. That's that's pretty much proves what you say about it. Exactly. It's the first one though. That, that's no better or no worse than the other X Factor tweets. It's on par. Well, no, no, I think that's that's actually illustrative of what you'd say like the use of X Factor is about. Yanis uh, underscore Mateus. Andrew Moore just described BMOZ and the, as the X Factor for Canterbury, so you don't even have to be on the field to be X Factor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> pop. LOL. This week's big league magazine. Hashtag X Factor. The middle. And it's an article about the uh, Eels game. It's X Factors. Junior Polo. And then it goes on to, you know, it's, it's cut off here in the screenshot, but it goes on to describe, um, you know, what kind of an X Factor he is clearly for the Eels. Um, Wally Frogmore. I'm to understand Jay is the X Factor of the pod. I don't know. I don't X Fact checked. Uh, this week in Luke Dawn, uh, boys from the Super League pod at Super League pod on Twitter are back this week. Um, and one thing they didn't mention, they they meant they talk about the spiteful game with Wakefield. I don't know if you saw any articles about it. I watched some the highlights package and it was it was like old school spite game. Really? And you had um, Patrick Arvan, who um, you know Kiwi uh, used to play down here. He's gone in and he's hit the. I don't know who it was he hit. It's like their wingers. It was out. It was out wide on the you know the lower part of the screen. He's come and hit him like a great like a great hit. But then at the end of it, he's kind of lifted and even that was okay if you know you sort of not yep. not him. Then he's just sort of tipped it at the end yeah. and driven him into the ground. And the guy's kind of put his arm out to post on the ground. And as a result, when that's collapsed, his head's collapsed on his shoulder and he's kind of like crushed it himself from being driven yeah. into the ground. And so he's on the ground like, you know, prone and everyone runs in and it's fucking on for like young and old. Um, Arvan gets 10 minutes because they've actually got a, a reasonable carding system over there. So he cops 10 in the bin for that. He comes back on 10 minutes later. His first run with the ball, he gets met by about three guys and something happened to the tackle, whether they fucking cranked his neck or they fucking oh, gave him a little stiff arm yeah. the chops and then his face down, face down on the ground. So then his team fucking fly in and it's all on um, there were there were like five I think five cardings in the game Arvani for his for his party got five weeks I think for that tackle the, yeah, the, the initial one but um, yeah the, the boys don't mention mention that much about that game um, they all also you'll know you'll listen they say something about a strong performance from Keith Galloway so um, you know they're basically fucking lies <laughs> but uh, without further ado here they are Thank you, gents, and welcome everyone to another installment of This Week in Luke Dawn. 
in Thursday night's game, Warrington opened up uh, their gap at the top over nearby rivals Wigan with a dominant 40-10 performance. Two try assists Kurt Gidley and two try scorer Quasimodo Westwood were amongst the standouts in this one. OK, Friday night kicked off with a card party over at the Select Security Stadium as Witness and Wakefield squared off with five cards being brandished by young referee Joe Cobb. A try in 156 metres from Charlie Runciman were not enough, however, to, pre- to prevent the resurgent Wildcats from coming away with an 18 points to 16 victory. A close one over at the KC Stadium, but wayward Pat Richards' goal kicking hurt the Dragons just as much as missing the injured duo of Fat Touchy and Bubbler. Danny Houghton was the main man for FC with a mighty 62 tackles with no misses to add to his pair of try assists as he went both ways. Okay, Super League's bottom two faced off as Leeds Rhinos limped into Huddersfield. The lead changed hands six times in this exciting affair, however. Strong performances from Keith Galloway and Mitchell Garbutt notwithstanding, it was Ryan Hinchcliffe's men who deservedly won 28 points to 20. On Saturday, Salford beat Hull KR 44 points to 26. Junior Sal ran in a second successive hat-trick for the Red Devils, this time in a winning effort, though. Unfortunately, this also saw two-try bad guy Robert Louis get in another good performance. On the plus side, the woman beater will have no anger to take out when he gets home. And racked by injury, Classy Cass did well to keep the scoreline respectful in the final game of the weekend. And although Saints were far from their best in a 30 points to 20 win, which saw England hooker James Roby go for 43 tackles with 12 from Marker. This week's results leave Warrington top, two points ahead of Catalan, Hull FC and Wigan. Last year's treble winners, Leeds, now sit dead last and are on serious risk of their season being written off if they lose in the Cup this weekend. Okay, email. I got an email from uh, Stuart this week, and uh, firstly, he's like, "What you know? Why did you cut my review last week?" And it's because I didn't expand it out before I took the screenshot of it, so I didn't have it all to read in front of me. So, yeah, that wasn't uh, wasn't intentional, sir. But he uh, just wanted to comment. You know, on just just to interject and yep. not to cut you short again, I just had a brilliant idea. What's that? If the NRL three hundred and sixty guys are such big fans of the show, shout it out, and not just looking to avoid. A, uh, a plagiarism Cop- suit. And, and, and quite frankly, a massive trademark infringement yeah, um, civil suit. I, you know, Ben Iken, throw a review up on, on iTunes. Yeah. Talking about reviews. Drop the... Hey, fucking drop the show. Say something like Tigers and Klein or something. Yep. Yeah, prove it. Show, show, justify your love. Prove it to the fans. Hashtag Tigers and Decline. Yeah, if you throw that out there, then we'll know, for real. Um, Stuart... Said so he had uh, he had some uh, thoughts about the para situation, and I mean, given it's going to be the next thing we talk about, I may as well do it now. Um, <clears throat> he said six teams have had uh, had two competition points taken by para this year, and even though they can't earn competition points in the remainder of the season, if they don't get back under the cap, they can still deny other teams two points each outing. This seems a little bit unfair, but I'm not sure you can redistribute their deducted twelve points to the other teams. In my opinion, I don't think you can. I mean, teams didn't win the games. I mean, it sucks, but. I don't know if there's, a good, there's no good solution other than just maybe just leave it. Um, 
It occurs to me that this mirrors the aftermath of Melbourne's salary cap scandal. Manly and Parra were not awarded the 07 and 09 premierships by default, just as those teams that are beaten by an over-the-cap Eels this year are not going to be awarded the two competition points taken from them by the Eels. Fair enough, it's a hard thing to punish in a clean and just way, but it does make me think this. Look at the timeline. Parra started doing this not long after Melbourne's infraction came to light. Did the Eels management say, fuck, we had a premiership stolen by a cheating team and got no compensation or redress for that? We should do it too. If we can't beat them, let's join them. Did a perceived lack of justice out of the Melbourne cap drama encourage other teams to cheat? Looking forward, will a perceived lack of justice out of the Eels drama encourage other teams to cheat? If some managers and administrators ended up behind bars, I bet it wouldn't. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think anyone who... And I'll go into this a bit a bit later on, but I don't think anyone who's going to cheat does it out of a misplaced sense of justice or fairness. <laughs> it's a kind of the opposite um, of that by its nature. Yeah. The, yeah. If, if they were thinking they were hardly done by, then then fair enough. But I, I don't think that was the motivation or the catalyst or, or even a driving factor in uh, in what they did. Yeah. Interesting point you raise about um, about the the points being redistributed. Yep. It's. It, it's one of those things where there's a, a lot of things in this situation where there's no great solution. Yeah. And so in this instance, you have the option of, well, you return everyone's points mm-hmm. and everyone who plays Parramatta would get two points. Just before they even show up. Which on like the surface buy. seems like a great suggestion, but what about those teams that play Parramatta twice and other teams only play Parramatta once? Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so there really is no good way around this. Yep. Um, and to put it out there, and and you know, again, that's eight points a season, like because that's you got your two games against Parramatta plus your buys. Yeah. So that's that's that's, hef- a, that's a hefty. third. Yeah. Oh, no, just not a third. it's just under a third of yeah. yeah well, of what it's you just need. under a third, yeah. Of what you For, need to make the finals. So yeah. season. Yeah. Okay. Memberships. Amazing response in the first couple of days. Uh, at this stage, I think we're looking at around seventy percent, maybe a little bit more gone, and um, basically. No one's going to miss out on a membership if they get in fast enough. But what this first little week of like a little pre-sale does is it lets me know uh, a if the initial number that I've been quoted for everything if uh, if that's too small um, and I need to produce more. But the other thing is as well, we got a T-shirt this year, and like last year it was all well and good because we had the scarf and everything, and everything was one size fit all, and you know didn't have to worry. But this time with T-shirts on the uh, on the table we need to extrapolate and kind of predict the ones that haven't been sold yet. We need to predict what they're, what's they're going to fall into in terms of sizing and things like that. And, you know, how we should distribute the, the speculated sizes for the ones that haven't been sold yet. So yeah. I kind of basically just take trends off the people who bought them now. And so if there's mostly larges and XLs sold, then I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but if the say it was mostly larges and XL, then most of the ones that I produce outside of the sold ones are going to be larges and XL as well. So, particularly for people who would be a size small and for people who would be like, you know, 2X and up, then, uh, and we can do 4 and 5X if people need it, just uh, let us know. But um, I don't think that is on the site because it's not the default, it's not the default option we can do, but we can work around it. So if you need one, let us know. But if you, yeah, certainly if you're going to be like a, a 2X and up or, you know, maybe a small and medium, I would urge you guys to get in as soon as possible or let us know 
that you know you're going to need one because uh, I have a feeling things usually tend to tend to skew between you know like large and XL and that kind of ballpark. So let us know, help us out. Um, get in, otherwise that t-shirt will not be seen in public on our glorious members. It'll be passed on to the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whoever you awkwardly mash your genitals against <laughs> as a uh, a t-shirt to wear to bed in summertime. Yes. Exactly. You know, or it's something you give to your kid because you can't, can't get your size. <laughs> uh, ben Hecho 43 in keeping with my promise to make the meetup this year, I've bought a membership. Excellent. Phenomenal. Not a prerequisite to attend the meetup, however, very much appreciated. And you certainly do look the part when you turn up in the in the jersey or the shirt for sure. Uh, at Hammers, the member shirt looks sick. It does. Could not be happier with that shirt. Can't wait to fucking get them. Um, and so, oh, sorry, I'm going to give people who who want to get in Sunday because I want, I'm going to be emailing the the printers on Monday and giving them the final breakdown. Everything else is all set up for them. They're just waiting for the breakdown on shirt sizes. So I'll send that to them on Monday, and then they'll be uh, under production. And you know, they're usually about two weeks, and everything else is kind of quoting me like sort of ten days, and you know, as well. So should be able to turn them around pretty quickly. I'm hoping. Uh, Based on last week, we had the uh, the email from James uh, regarding the um, the tumor. A uh, bit of response. Uh, Jamie underscore Mancini one said, uh, "Thoughts go out to James, an avid this week in league listener who has an inoperable brain tumor." Uh, oh, Sammy boy said, "All the best to Fiji and Eel. I work in rehab for children with similar conditions and see the risks of not getting checked." Uh, he also said, "I hope the op goes well, and my best wishes to you and your family. Hope the recovery goes well, mate." Um, NZ Tiger and Oz, great show you again, boys. Oh my god, that email from the Eels fan, James. Wow, what a top guy and fucking courageous too. Hope he pulls through. And I just thought I'd read those out because he's not on Twitter or Facebook, so he would not have uh, seen seen those well wishes otherwise. And I'm going to put the link up to the GoFundMe on this week's show notes as well. And uh, even if you can't donate, if you can, you know, spread it around, you know, tweet it or something like that, uh, help him out. That would be fantastic. first story close to the only story this week really in terms of uh, what went on in the rugby league world the salary cap investigation into Parramatta is finally over with the NRL handing down a 12 point penalty and a 1 million dollar fine to the embattled club Five officials, Club Chairman Steve Sharp, Deputy Chairman Tom Issa, Director Peter Sorrell, CEO John Bulos and Head of Football Daniel Anderson have all been deregistered by the NRL the sanctions have all but ended the high-flying Eels' hopes of returning to finals football for the first time since 2009, despite, despite starting the season with six wins from their first nine games. The Eels have also been stripped of the Auckland Nines trophy they won earlier this season, have been told that they are over the salary cap for 2016 by 570000 They will still be able to play for competition points in the remaining games this season if they cut players to satisfy the NRL they've met salary cap rules. Todd Greenberg determined the penalty on Monday night after the Integrity Unit's near three-month investigation into a range of third-party agreements, informing Eels officials of the Commission-approved sanctions on Tuesday morning. Greenberg met with the officials on Tuesday morning to deliver the news. Uh, we will need to take a stand on behalf of the fans, the club and the game. This would be a tough outcome for many people, particularly the players and fans. 
but we believe it would be the start of a process to make the Parramatta Club the powerhouse it should be. Unfortunately, we may have to go through this pain for the long-term health of the club and the game. The NRL deemed the club had breached the salary cap rules and code of conduct by paying players undisclosed remuneration from its own resources, procuring third-party agreements for players in breach of the salary cap rules, and conspiring with club suppliers to inflate or issue fictitious invoices to raise cash that was then relayed to players. The NRL's head of integrity unit, Nick Weeks, will join Greenberg. Well, actually, so you've already got that there. This is the NRL's official fucking story. Um, Steve Sharp, the Parramatta chairman, who's kind of um, becoming public enemy number one to Parramatta fans, as he should be, I think. He's vowed to fall on his sword and resign if it spared the club being docked competition points. We'll get, <laughs> remember that point. We're coming back to it. Um, <laughs> however, the NRL's punishment may not be the final chapter in the salary cap probe, with the Parramatta hierarchy prepared to push back against the NRL in the courts, claiming they've not been afforded procedural fairness. Remember that term, too, because I'm coming back to that. Parramatta is the first club ever busted for brown paper bag cash payments, and fuck, we've laughed and joked about this for teams bet, for yeah. years. Like Broncos throw over, it's like just years. Finally, the first it takes it, it takes a particularly dumb organization to get caught doing that because by its nature very nature it's yeah. you know invisible and untraceable and you know should be undetectable but um apparently the rotting information in the public domain is only the tip of the iceberg as far as the nrl is concerned as now it turns its attention onto the role of dodgy player agents the eels have promised players illegal payments of about three million dollars since 2013 via third-party arrangements inflated and fictitious invoices and cash under the table there has been scuttlebutt about clubs about clubs paying players in banknotes ever since the new south wales rugby league introduced the salary cap in 1990 but this investigation marks the first time the governing body has caught one of the clubs in the practice Throughout the probe, the current Parramatta regime have pointed the finger at the previous administration, claiming they've diligently been fixing the problems they inherited. Indeed, when Chairman Steve Sharp's regime came into power in 2013, it was bombarded by disgruntled player agents claiming they were left out of pocket from the previous administration. But instead of referring the matter to head office, it's alleged that some current power brokers undertook a program which kicked off in earnest from January 14 to rot the system and conceal their tracks. The NRL had been probing the club for an extended period, but their investigations escalated during the past four weeks. It was during this period when League Central began examining more than 700,000 documents as part of a forensic audit that some of the more sensational allegations came to light. However, the NRL is adamant the information currently in the public domain is just the start, with Integrity Unit boss Nick Weeks and Chief Investigator Joe Collins now scrutinising the role of the 6.5 percenters in the matter. Should his role, it won't be the first time player agents have been impl- implicated in salary cap rorts, with four influential managers also taken to task for their role in the cap scan- scandal at the Storm. So, given cash has changed hands, the development also raises the prospect that the role of players in the latest drama could be scrutinised, indeed with things like the ATO, tax evasion, fraud, and so forth. Um, Former Eel CFO Ed Farish apparently emailed key officials urging them to report a series of dodgy deals to head office. Their failure to do so, despite the fact they could have used a moratorium to come clean without fear of sanction, ultimately led to their downfall. So, uh, and then on Monday night, as late as Monday night, we're talking Monday night this week, like the night before Greenberg did the thing, Steve Sharp said at a meeting, at the annual, at the annual general meeting, I can advise you, however, that I've been assured by management that our team is 100% compliant for the 2016 season. Yes. You know, it's, 15 it's a, hours later, we find out they're 570,000 yeah, over. It, it's an easy thing to say, oh, they've assured me that. You're not saying anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Some, someone else has told me this, so if it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Now, the Eels have had an, an official response. 
Um, and, and it is as follows. The Supreme Court of New South Wales today issued an injunction against the NRL which will permit the directors and officers of the Parramatta NRL Club to continue to carry out their duties to the club and as members during the process of the show cause notice. The notice is about competition points deduction, fine and suspensions that were issued today by the NRL to the club and its officials were done in circumstances where the NRL has appeared to impose sanctions without according procedural fairness. The club has sought from the beginning of this process particulars of allegations including adverse material relied upon and a proper opportunity to respond. The club, its board and staff will be reviewing very carefully the notices that have been issued by the NRL in the coming days in order to respond to matters including, if necessary, seeking further details in relation to allegations. It is regrettable that the, the NRL determined to make a public statement about these matters and impose penalties without hearing from the club first. It is hoped that for the benefit of the NRL, the Paramount Club and supporters of the game, the procedural fairness will be accorded by the NRL before any final decisions are made that may impact upon the game of rugby league. <sighs> For starters, I'm t- fucking tired of this procedural fairness fucking term. Yeah. Yeah, that's the catchphrase that Parramatta officials have been throwing out for the last couple of weeks. And uh, at least from the outside looking in, mm. they appear to have been fairly fucking thorough. And as in terms of procedural fairness, they've given Parramatta so many fucking chances. They knew that shit was wrong leading up to this season. In fact, they had four points yeah. deduction hanging over their head at the start of the season. Yeah. If they didn't get their shit together, I I liaised with a couple of friends of mine who are in the legal business, mm-hmm. and they said that one thing that the Australian legal system tends to do better than many of our our comparable friendly nations, yeah, is take surrounding matters into account. Yep. So what Parramatta are saying is, well, they gave us this notice, yeah, and then the same day they've released public statements about what yep. they've done yeah um that's not procedural fairness so all the nrl's done is explained what the procedure is and says we've done this yep these are the sanctions we've imposed they've got they 28 days to days, respond or whatever yeah they... five days to respond mm-hmm. uh, the other thing that they assume would happen if if anything did go to court about procedural fairness is it had come back that a, a judge would say well no, you knew they were conducting a salary cap investigation to your club. Yeah. They had come back to you to ask further questions around sub suspect matters. Yeah. So you you knew this was it was coming, coming. And, and they met with you and, and and laid it all out before they went public with it as well. So what they yeah. said there was nothing that they said that was surprising to you at all. Exactly. So you were briefed at every fucking turn. That's that's one thing. Um, the only good way for the Parramatta board to get out of this, because really they are the fuck ups here. Yeah. Well, fuck ups. Well, they are part one. of it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. up one. Fuck up number one. Yeah. Fuck um, up A. The only way for them to get out of this is to do exactly what old mate did at Melbourne and just walk. Mm-hmm. Just walk. Don't say anything. Don't. You know, was was it four years later or something? He tried to give a TV interview. Yep. Didn't rate very well. Yep. No one cared about it. Yep. Um, but now they're going on. They're trying to make fucking law and order Parramatta and they're trying to, what they're trying to do is preserve their jobs first and foremost that's that's what the yeah, first, they're, they're, they're doing they're throwing injunctions against not against everything but they're throwing injunctions around against them being deregistered so they can maintain their positions yeah. so they're, they're not saying we don't think we should be lo- losing yeah. points or we don't want to pay this fine the yeah. procedural fairness is fine there yeah, <laughs> but the procedural fairness around them losing their jobs for for gross misconduct, and and that's the mystifying thing is that, as I said before, they need to 
get their side under the cap again before they can start earning points. Half of the season's pretty much gone, so that means that yeah. that 570 is actually over a million in like a year-long cap. So it's not like a matter of saying, oh, what most meant to be 700, fuck him off and we're good. No, because he's already been paid over 400 grand this year. So yeah. you, you, you know, he, he doesn't... And plus you need to um, take into account that like, you know, you've got to replace that player in your squad with someone on the base salary. So that's another like, you know, 42 or, you know, whatever that, that, 80, that grand. 80 grand, whatever that figure yeah. is. So, so you've got that figure as well, you know, which is, you know, not insignificant as well. So, I mean, you know, you save a hundred, a hundred grand on one guy and you bring, have to bring in another 80, you know, you've got a net outcome there of less than 20,000 off the cap. So what that means is, you know, big names are going to have you know, a big name or two big names, plural are going to have to go. And, um, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But the thing is, other people have been saying to me, and I actually asked a friend at NRL today if, if he could confirm and he couldn't for me, but Todd Greenberg was on 360 or one of the shows uh, last night and said that it's not just getting the players under the cap. Those five have got to be gone before they can start earning points. Yeah. So if these guys have gone to court to get an injunction about against their deregistration not leaving, then what they're doing is, is they're wasting time to get, I mean, Parramatta might get the players. They got like ten days or something. They got like, you know, we got the rep round this weekend, so there's no action. Yep, so they've got until Friday. They got until Friday against the against the rabbits. So what that means is that if if that shit's still quagmired, but the so the, they, the players they get under, the they could be the reason that they're not getting any points. And at the moment, they're saying the equation is like you know, twelve games from fi- 12, twelve wins from, from 15. fifteen games. It could very well be fucking 12 from 12 in a blink of an eye if these guys don't yeah. fucking fall on their swords or you know, whatever. So, um, fans, fans, Parramatta fans have rightfully, you can tell they've, they've turned around and they're putting the, they're apportioning the blame where it belongs, which is great. I mean, there was a little brief period where they did, you know, get the, you know, the grief, which is fine, and then they got in the, the anger, and then, yeah. you know, there's an, an additional step that goes in there when you're talking about football team matters in, in terms of the stages of, of grieving, and that is the, everyone else is doing it, we just got caught yeah. stage, which is, you know, I'd like to call it go fuck yourself to cheat <laughs> stage, but, um, there's a lot to unpack here, so I just want the, the first thing I guess is was the punishment fair? Uh, I believe that the punishment was, um, yeah, it, it was fair. It was on the light side of fair. Yeah, fair, fair um, towards slightly lenient, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, however, um, and, and I know we spoke about this before yeah. before the show, but just on Greenberg himself, do you want to give your opinion first? So I'm not. I've got that as a point to make later. No worries, we'll get him. to that. So, but yeah, no, um, we will be talking about that because that's, uh, that is very important. <laughs> around the um, around the penalty, yes, the fucking saltiness I've seen from Bulldogs fans oh. and uh, some the odd Storm fan. Oh, many um, many Storm fans. I've seen a lot of Storm fan talk in terms of like. Oh, we were abused and shit was thrown at us at games and things like that. A Parramatta fan's going to cop that kind of treatment. Yeah, it's look. That's not saying that what happened to you was right. No, I think largely though it's because it's more because of built up resent, resentment because the storm they were busted in around April two thousand and ten is when it all came out. Yep. So you think about what what led up to that point. Three grand finals in a row. Yeah. Two of which they won in quotes. Yep. Um. So that's that's a that's a successful yeah. era, and so you know success naturally breeds enemies anyway. Yeah. Like just because of the tall poppy syndrome and what and whatever. So they had that, and then the fact that they they people hated them because they were successful, and then it comes out that their success was because they cheated systematically. Yeah, I understand the anger. I mean, my team was a direct fucking victim of that. 
So your team fucking we takes also performance enhancing we also sla- we also slaughtered them. You know, at their peak of their cheating, we slaughtered them forty nil, um, which makes uh, the greatest yeah, heroes in rugby league history. After taking performance enhancing supplements, you taking performance enhancing supplements. Yeah, what are we talking about? I mean, you're bringing in the Parramatta thing, but let's go. Come on, then. You fucking horse cock, artificial vitamin wine Viagra, vitamin vitamin B eight. It's called. It's also a, it's also an ingredient in Red Bull and many other many other fucking foods yeah, okay. that you would eat daily. Okay, it's illegal to use in sport mm-hmm. if you're a horse. Yep, like other things like caffeine. Yep. So maybe they were taking performance. They were taking illegal horse racing supplements when they had their morning cup of coffee. Maybe they were. So you know, at the end of the day, everyone's doing it, and uh, <laughs> in, including including. The Warriors players that we'll get to later, they were mixing it with Steel Knox. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so, so don't talk, to, no, <laughs> don't talk um, to me about that bullshit. But I, I think that it's a, it's a bad way and it's a shitty part of the Australian society, but, but more largely the Australian sporting fan society, in yeah. that if I've had a shitty time, everyone else must have a shitty time too. And if yeah. something bad's happened to my team, something bad has to happen to Every other team as well, and what, what does that get you? And, and remember when it's, it's April 2010, so that's fucking six. That's yeah. It, it does feel like, um, admittedly to me, it does feel like yesterday as well. Like yep. it doesn't feel like six years well, ago. It, it was the biggest scandal in long time. It was the biggest scandal in in rugby league, you know, since uh, the Bulldogs. Potentially Australian sporting, but it was yeah, really it was bigger than the success. Because like the Bulldogs was like a one and done sort of thing. Yeah. In fact, they were let off very lightly. I mean, they got they got wiped out that one season, yep. but they got to keep the entire side and they won the premiership with the same cheap yeah. fucking side next year. Exactly. So they got off very lightly. Um, the Storm were punished. You know, they were on the other end of the spectrum. They were punished very badly, but they cheated very, yeah. very badly. So yeah, they can take um, it. And and I, I think it was it it was a punishment that that did a very good job. And like I said earlier. There is no situation in this entire entire saga that has a perfect answer or a perfect yep. outcome. Yep. And it, it straddled the line of, well, okay, this will hurt, and, and it probably hurts more because of the success they've had this year for the first time in a long time. But it also gives fans a reason to, to stay behind their team and, yep. and to keep getting out to games and keep supporting the club. Um, so I, I think the... The punishment fit fairly well, especially the part about taking out that upper echelon of uh, of cheating fucks in the in the administration. That that had to be. I mean, we were even saying that before the verdict came down that yeah. that had to be a condition of, which is great that they're doing that. Whether it happens or not, I mean, because you know these fuckers are going to you know keep it entrenched in court, you know, I guess for a little while. But um, I would prefer I I I would prefer them to be zeroed off or playing for no points for the season, but I can understand why that they didn't do. I understand why they didn't do it that way. I just feel like it's so dependent on the week that they brought down the decision. Like, what happens if they had to wrap this up in three weeks? Do they just lose six points if they won three games? That is not a pun. That then that is not a punishment. Then that just puts them. That still probably puts them ahead of the Tigers on the table. Yeah, but that you didn't I mean? happen. No, so, no. so hypothesizing over that does no one any good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just what, what what would happen? I mean, like because the Bulldogs, the same thing happened to them that year, but it happened to them about five or six yep. rounds prior to the end of the season. Yeah, so they they had a chance to avoid the spoon, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which, which again is where it, it's completely useless saying, "Oh, well, this happened to them, so what would have?" They've they've come to it now. Now yeah. is when they had all the information. Now is when they've put the ruling out, and so in this instance, 
for what happened in this particular set of events, I think that the punishment was was on the light side of fair. Yeah. The other thing is, well, they had this uh, the corporate governance issues in the off season, and they had to, you know, rectify things. Otherwise, they'd cop a four point deduction yep. to start the season. They didn't cop the four point deduction, so I can, I can only assume that they met the criteria laid out for the corporate governance. But surely, the fact that this shit comes out now is direct evidence that what they wanted from them in fact hasn't happened and so what's happened to that four points and in fact I would be completely happy with it if that was the outcome they dropped it they they knocked them to 12 what what they've earned now plus the four that they were suspended because they you know they were supposed to do something and they and now they've proven that didn't happen I would be 100% cool with that because what it also does is it does allow them to play for points but it does probably completely rule them out of making the finals because if they make the finals you know miraculously winning 12 or 15 you know for the rest of the year oh, provided they can get under the cap the fucking bullshit will be deafening a team someone brought up to me today what about a team what if the team like the Bulldogs finished ninth on the ladder after playing Parramatta twice and losing to them both times yep and what they lost by, and they missed out on the 8 by 2 points yep that's an absolute fucking PR nightmare for the NRL to deal with. They might feel pretty comfortable at the moment, like, yeah, they're not going to win 12 or 14, 15, because the thing is, the Eels are an improved side this year. Yep. However, they're not like the storm of 2008 and 9 or Manly 2008 and 9, where those teams won all bar three or four games, you know. And like, they're not the teams that if, you can guarantee or, you know, it's highly likely that they're going to win that many games. If that happens, yep. after I get over the giant throbbing irony boner that I will have about Greenberg's decision <laughs> fucking the Bulldogs <laughs> then then I think it will take an off season for fans to get over like you say yeah. PR nightmare yeah there's going to be articles written and people are going to get pissed off about it yeah. and you know hack journalists are going to write that it's the end of rugby league yeah. and the, the beginning of the end for the sport and everyone's going to go and watch AFL but you know what it does yeah it creates a rivalry next season yeah. And then every time those two teams play each other, attendance is up. They've still got that rivalry. They Ratings already had that rivalry. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it it's fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a new generation of people wanting to beat this other team. Yeah. Um. So what? Well, you, you know, you don't want these things to to happen at all. The 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 smart operator can turn them into opportunities and and positives. Yeah. No matter what happens, it's going to be one of those ones where it puts an asterisk on the season. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, do you feel any sympathy for any parties here? Compare and contrast, contrast with the storm, and I know we've touched on that a little bit already. Um, but it's it's like I'm. There's what you see out there. You see like a, a bunch of opinions, um, and they usually they range from one one or two extremes. And one extreme would be. Fuck the fans of those cheating cunts. Your team's a cheating cunt team. Go fuck yourselves. You deserve everything. Yep. Suffer, you know, etc. Yep. The other side is bleeding heart. Oh, we've got to support the fans and the, you know yep. what I mean? Like, oh, I feel sorry. For you know, I'm somewhere in between. There's some gronk-ass fucking fans out there yeah. in Parramatta who, in the lead-up to this thing, have insisted that they weren't over the cap this year based on false fucking information. They've insisted that they've done nothing wrong. They've insisted that this year's their year and that they're, you know... And, and, and fucking aggressively targeting people who would say otherwise. Yep. For those people, I say, I hope this fucking burns you and uh, it burns away that layer of cuntiness on the outside of your body... 
and exposes the fresh skin of a fucking human being underneath because you deserve this. You fucking deserve it. Yep. Then there's the Parramatta fans that I love that are fucking great friends of mine and, you know, members of the Tool Nation and people who've listened to the show for a short or long time. I fucking love you guys. And because I'm a fucking human being, I can, you know, put myself in your position and go, yeah. fuck, if that was my team, I'll be absolutely gutted and I could feel a tremendous amount of sympathy for you I'll guys. I'll tell you what, I would have felt some sort of sympathy, even even so much up to the Parramatta board. Yeah if they hadn't gone on this fucking nonsense around injunctions and trying to save their own ass, Yeah. You know? Yeah, so look, how bad. Be- because I, right. I don't know the innermost workings of a rugby league club. Yep. And I don't know if the claims of every club doing it's right or wrong. Yep. And because I don't know that shit, then I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. They did a fucked up thing and they've yep. got to pay something for it. If you, get, if you get caught with fucking cash... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the, the weak point. You'd never think that the weak point in a cash salary cap rorting scheme you would never think that would be the executives yeah that's true because they're meant to be the smart business people the people who fucking are the weak point in a cash salary cap rorting scheme are the fucking players yep because the players aren't going to be like if you or I were being paid cash under the table what would you do with it you'd pay your fucking drinks when you went out to a nightclub or it's that that human greed thing of all of a sudden you know, Billy finds out that Freddie's on five fifty, yeah, and yeah, starts yeah. whinging to somebody else and whinging to somebody else, and sooner or later, somebody knows it someone. Gets it. Yeah, fucking six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, somebody knows somebody, and then it gets out. He's on. You know, he said he's on five fifty. Oh well, hang on. Oh, he's only- it's, yeah, but it's, it's even it's even simpler than that. You or I get paid cash by our club. We football players. You or I get paid cash. We fucking pay for our drinks. We pay for you know petrol, maybe some groceries, yep. things like that. Yep, with the cash. Yeah. Football players, and I'm not saying all of them is a blanket thing, they'll go and buy a fucking car yeah. and then they'll try and claim the cunt when it yeah, comes to tax time. That's it. That is where these schemes fall down. If you stick it under your mattress and just fucking divvy it out as you yep. need to and pay for the things that you can pay cash yep. for, then it's very difficult, nigh impossible, for you to be caught. Yeah. If you're not buying assets with it, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah, for it's you not to be reportable. Afraid. Exactly. So, but. Yeah, so to be caught, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that it's a very easy scheme to get away with. Yeah. Like, you know, people can be lucky and they can win at the pokies a lot at the league's club for the club. Well, um, you know, what, what don't have to win big amounts, not reportable amounts, just, you know, taking. I'll tell you what, a couple one, one of the biggest uh, biggest counterfeiting scandals that, uh, that Australia's seen happened at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. There was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in counterfeit $100 bills went through Suncorp Stadium. True, yes, I remember night. that. Yeah. And. You know that that is, that's almost the perfect crime. Yeah. Unless somebody blabs. Yep. Um, or someone, some you know, unless they're of such a low quality that a, a time poor, rush yeah. teenager at the counter of the thing. Exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden knows how to check hundreds, which they've probably never seen before in their life. And they would have to be of such a low quality for to, to be blatantly feel like not real money. You, you, know, you, like, you could know. give them monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Essentially. So, so yeah, these, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, is everyone doing it? Yeah, probably, because, I mean, it seems really fucking easy to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've Look, there, out. there are things in there in that cap that I really think are a little bit, in, you know, not unnecessarily harsh. Like, things like you can't give hospitality to a third-party provider. Yeah. That sort of stuff I look at, well, hang on, someone's coming up and saying, I want to support 
one of the players and this is the club I watch, do you go, thanks very much for that? Now, uh, would you like... You think like- as a result, the player could allocate, he could be yeah. given like a dozen tickets for, per game that he can take care of people such as his family and if he and if, if he chooses to, to take care of the person that's throwing yep. him fucking, you know, another 10 Gs or, you know, yeah. whatever year, then by all means, why, why not? Like, I mean, but then again, maybe it shouldn't be a club thing. Like, do they do it that way? Maybe well, they can I've, do it that way. I've been know. in Broncos dressing rooms yeah. pre-Andrew G retirement, yeah. mind you, when, you know, half the people in there were were corporate representatives. Yeah. And they weren't all corporate sponsors, I guarantee you that. Yeah. So, you know, what what's the go? But, yeah, um, yeah for you, you do feel for the players. Um, I don't. Because this this uh, this situation, look, I'm going I'm going to reserve the rights to not feel for the players, or to feel for the players at a later date, because I'm this is, hasn't shaken itself out yet, and I was talking to my buddy at the NRL today, and he was saying that because a lot of people, well, people were talking to me and saying, what about Brad Arthur? How come he's never he's not he's been so shielded? He hasn't answered a single question about what he fucking knows. He must definitely know. And I thought, you know, that actually sounds like a legitimate concern yep. and so I was talking to him about that and he said no nah. he said Brad Arthur probably wouldn't have known the things like the dollars and th- dollars and cents yep. that would have been the, that would have been the, the, the football department which is Daniel Anderson yep. Daniel Anderson would beyond a shadow of a doubt 100% knew about everything yeah. and the other the other party that 100% knew about it the managers yeah. they are fucked they all fucked but not necessarily, you know, the, the players, I mean, I'm like, you know, if they're getting cash money, surely they, they, they've got to fucking know. And if they knew, sorry, too bad, you, you fucking knew. If yeah, you knew, then Look, you go and, fuck and yourself. And again, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I guarantee the players are innocent. Yeah. Um, but you, you do need to feel for them, and especially those fringe footballers or the ones that are, that they're are the ones just I do, coming in. Because I'm sure they're the guys that aren't even benefiting from this bullshit. They probably haven't benefited a cent. Yeah, so... Like Kieran Foran, I bet you he's got a ton of bullshit money that came his way. Watmo? Fuck yep. yeah. I mean, Watmo, for a fact, has. I mean, I know that he's, he's one of his third-party sponsors is some company that's employed by the club in another capacity, so... The IT company. Yeah, the IT company. Yeah. So, so, 100%, he's benefited from this, so, you know... Well, he's benefit. Arguably, he's benefited just the fact he's even signed a four-year deal and seven hundred G's a year yeah, at, the, at that age. That's ridiculous. Um, will they make the finals? I don't think so. Twelve or fifteen with a soft draw. I think I believe they're playing eight teams. Eight of the games are teams that are below them. Is that right? Or teams that are out of the eight? Something yeah. like that. But in saying that, you've got teams that haven't put it together yet. You've got teams yeah. like, like the Roosters who are just now got their guys back. So, you know, they aren't necessarily... They're below them on the ladder, but they aren't necessarily they a team be. they're going to beat. And there's also that that rage effect as well. Like, I think that South's next Friday night are going to get absolutely fucking slaughtered. Yep. They are going to cop the brunt of it. Much as like what happened with the Storm, the first couple of games yeah. after they got done, they beat teams by 40 Yeah, it, every time. Fucking smashed them. It's like when you're in your early 20s yep. and you went out for a big night on the piss yep. and then you were fine and you were charging and everything yep. was running fine and then maybe three o'clock, yep. you'd start to nosedive a little bit. Yep. But then all of a sudden, you'd get your second win yep. and you'd be ready to go again and this... Yep. But then after that, when you crashed, you crashed hard. Yeah. And and I think they've got maybe three good games in them, uh, and and then you'll start to see 
you know, the, the losses and the... Yeah, and you've got to think about it rationally in terms of if this never happened too. Would you have picked them to win 12 of the, of the next 15 games if they mm-hmm. were sailing and nothing happened? No, you wouldn't. Because while they are an improved team this year, without a shadow of a doubt, they're not like the Broncos and Cowboys of this year. They're not yeah. like Manly Storm of the late oh, late 2000s. They're, they're not like the, the Roosters of that three-year streak. They're not teams that you would expect to only lose four or five games in a yeah. season like to That's be that it. dominant. They are an improved side, but they're still a side that can turn out a fucking terrible performance like the time they beat the Tigers 8-0. Or, you know, <laughs> the, so... Things... So, yeah. so, I don't feel that they're a good enough side to win 12 or 15 in the first place and with this extra burden on their shoulders I think that they're going to absolutely slaughter some teams in the um, in the coming month yep but and this is a big but because they've still got to prove they've still got to achieve the criteria to even play for points yeah. I mean if that doesn't happen well fuck if 12 from 15 becomes something uh, less favourable look when's anything gone through the Supreme Court in three weeks yeah so, and well, this is the thing. But if the Supreme Court, if they win, then it still probably goes back there. Okay, so that's not going to happen. You know, you know what I mean. Like exactly. That. But but if they lose, then then they're twelve from eleven. <laughs> you know, and then it's the, then it becomes a non yeah, non issue. So, it. um, yeah. Look, I I don't think they will. Um, Me either. Someone sent us a tweet. Like, actually, I think I've got it later, later, so I won't mention it now. Um, next, Greenberg's handling the situation. I think, as much as it pains me to say so, he did a very good job considering the situation, considering the amount of coverage it had in the press leading up to it, mm-hmm. uh, and considering his time in role. Yep. So I, the the quote that stuck with me out of everything I read from him was someone had, had bought up the Bulldogs, yep. losing a whole season's worth of points, and his response was a very swift... I didn't make that decision. This is what I'm doing. I'm making this one. Yep. Which yep. I th- I thought was absolutely perfect. Um, and uh, also the fact that he that he went to the club at seven thirty in the morning. Well, actually, last week I think it was he requested that the club book a training session for the Tuesday morning. Yep. Because he planned to come and address it. That's when it was going to happen, and he's going to address him. That, he, that makes a difference. He as spoke well. to the he spoke to the officials, and they were like they didn't want him to talk to the players. And so, but he said no. Nah. He obviously learned from the fact that you know the David Gallup situation six years ago, and so he addressed the players, and so he could do so and give them the information firsthand. And yep. a, they're not hearing it on TV, or they're not reading it in a document from the club with the club officials. They're going, "This is bullshit," you know, yeah. and colouring the, their opinions that yeah. way. They're actually giving it to them straight. Um, so look, I, look, people know. If this is not a, a, a not a classic example of me keeping it real, like I actually fucking applaud the handling from Greenberg. Yep. And you guys, you fucking, you all know. But again, you know, you you look at the real world. Yep. You look at what's happening at the moment with with Queensland Nickel. Yep. Uh, there's a company that's hasn't been run properly, mm-hmm. has had misappropriation of funds allegedly. Yep. Um, Clive, don't sue us if you're listening. Um, and. And the real world situation is, you, you can feel as sorry as you want for those employees, yep. but they still have to cop how the direction of the company affects them. Yep. And it may not be right, it may not be fair, but it's the way it is. Yep. And, and so I, I think Greenberg going out there to talk to the players was one of the smartest things he could do. Yeah. Whole, that whole, you know, like, yeah, stuff being fair and that, it's not a big fucking bugbears. Yeah, life is not fucking fair. Exactly, it's never fair. Like the amount, like my kid will be like, oh, that's not fair. 
Well, guess what, mate? Yeah. Get fucking used to it, mate. Life hasn't even begun to start fucking you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I tell my seven-year-old and four-year-old, life hasn't begun to start fucking you two. Life's not fair. If you, feel, if you, go, if you go through life thinking life's fair, then you're going to get fucked in your ass. So, yeah. <laughs> It's all fu- that's all fun until they go to school and ask their teacher, has life started fucking you in the ass yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. actually say that, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but yes, yes. Now, Paul Kent wrote an article that had a new angle in the article that I hadn't really considered. I'm not even putting this in there just because Paul Kent's a fucking valued listener of the show either. But he, among other things... He was talking about the flow-on effect of what this cheating has done to the competition as a whole. Yep. And he said, look at Jeff Toovey, out of a job. About two years ago, Parramatta went to Anthony Watmo with an offer that straightened his back somewhat and stole all the pain from his knee. Watmo was offered a four-year deal in the ballpark of three-quarters of a million dollars a year. When he put the deal to Toovey, he could do nothing to match it. Toovey believed Watmo had a couple of seasons left at best. He thought it would be irresponsible to match Parra's offer in amount and duration. Watmo was affronted. He said he always wanted to play under Brad Arthur anyway and left. The Seagulls slowly disintegrated after that. With Watmo going, the club's brotherly bond was going with it. Soon after, Glenn Stewart left. For a long time, Steve Matai considered an offer from the Warriors. Daly Cherry Evans signed with the Gold Coast and Kieran Foran signed with Parramatta. Cherry Evans backflipped and somewhere in all of that too, he lost his job. Um, couldn't coach, you see. That's why the players were leaving. It all started with Watmo, though. The thread of the string that got pulled and unwove the whole tapestry. And now we hear he might have gone because of a secret advantage. It doesn't mean illegal money had to be paid directly to Watmo. Where the eel saves on undisclosed payments to others, they created room in the salary cap for Watmo. They are being investigated for payments to Watmo despite false reports Paramount is under the salary cap for this season and no current player deals are under investigation. And yeah, like you're saying, the, the Watmo is sponsored by Scorecube, a company that's wholly owned by Black Citrus. Black Citrus is employed by Paramount Leagues Club, yep. and this was not disclosed to the NRL. So it's an interesting little side side angle of the whole thing. Yeah. And the funny can thing I, is, can that, I just point out though, ownership does not necessarily prove collaboration. No, it doesn't. But, they, but the rules state they can't do that though. They can't. They can't do it. No, I think the rules state that you have to declare. Well, no, you can't have a third party that's got the relationship, though. But the third party doesn't. This is that sort of, that, you know, nth degree detail that they're getting down to. Yeah, but I mean, it's technically, it's, it's 100% true. Uh, I know it's 100% true that they're owned by them. But which, mean, which means that they can't do it. They can't do but it. But ownership doesn't prove correlation. I'd look over all the documents. The actual company involved in the third party can't do it and you have to disclose all relationships yeah. just as anywhere else in business if you're a politically exposed person if your partner is a politician you have to di- disclose that relationship it doesn't mean the company that employs you has dealings with that politician no, no, no but you but just have to disclose that relationship what, but like I said this was not disclosed to the NRA yeah that's it so that's what I'm saying that's what's so, wrong with it so that's and yeah and that's and that's the end of story but I, it doesn't I, matter. I don't think that's the, the biggest issue that we're going to find out of this paranormal no, no. scandal. No, fuck it's, that. The biggest issue is an issue that we haven't really come across before. And that's the issue that with cash payments means uh, we're talking that, 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 that brings in tax avoidance issues. That brings in fraud, uh, doing uh, you know f- dodgy invoices to free up cash to, to make the cash payments. There is so much corporate shit personal tax evasion shit there is so much on the table that could happen here that we've never seen before see again here's the thing just 
just throwing it around off, off the top yeah. of my head and what I've thought about for the last couple of days. Yeah. But as long as the players themselves yeah. were declaring their income to their accountants, yeah. um, and then you would assume that these third-party payments, whether they're... They would have to be declared. Whether they're approved those. by the, the NRL or not, and I think the issue is more so that it wasn't the third party making the payment; it was the club making the payment. Yeah, and it was the club making, and it was the club brokering the deals with the third That's parties it. as well. That was the that was the minor part I'm, of it. I'm not, not sure where they'd get them for tax evasion if they're not declaring the cash payments. And they then obviously the NRL can find the cash payments now. They know where it's coming from because the Parramatta the Parramatta Football Club has raised an invoice for a job that was a. A ten like you know these are hypothetical figures. They've raised they've raised an invoice for a job that was a ten thousand dollar job, but the invoice is for thirty thousand dollars, and so that twenty thousand became cash that they yeah. Paid. That that's fraud right there. You fucked. Then if the player doesn't declare that, if they don't declare those that cash, if they declare it, then as far as the ATO is concerned, they're fine. Yeah, that's it. However, what it does, it then implicates every, it then fucks everybody else and then, for the fraud and the rest of it. And as long as the suppliers paid all the yeah, GST and company thing, tax yeah, on that One thing that is evidence. One thing, if if they've declared it, then the money officially exists and it's evidence against the <laughs> against yeah, the people exactly. for fraud. If they haven't declared it, yeah, the fraud's still there. However, they're they're fucked for tax evasion as well. The thing you got to look at, the thing you got to look at with the ATO is they're not going to go near it unless it's a substantial sum of money. For what it costs them to put through court, yeah, they're not going to go near it. Yeah, but this has also got the uh, the the attractive carrot that feature that you or I don't have for pursuit. Yeah, and that I, is I um, still don't think so. You, the the ATO answers to the federal government. My wife is the general manager of the largest online tax company in the country. Yeah, I She's, know. She but, she deals with the ATO on many many yeah. many many. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, we, we, let me we, tell you. Yeah. They'll, they'll do it. I mean, you know, this is, with the ATO, well, you, know, you can pass the attitude test, but that's too late. The oh. attitude test is gone for these guys. No, I, I think the, the worst that'll happen is there'll be some little off settlement. It depends. It depends what they. If, it depends if they even go in for it. They won't. The they won't end up in court with the ATO. Yeah, we'll see. It depends because we don't even know what the figures are. Yeah, un- well, we again, we unless it's a substantial and, amount of money. And this is a, and this is a marquee situation. It's a public situation. Yeah. which has other carrots and other rewards to pursuing it mm. other than straight financial gain. And believe me, they love it. They love it. Yeah, it... They've done it for less. With who? I should get her on the phone. I should get her on the blower. I'll get her to give me a whole... I'll get her to give me a, a, a full briefing. Get it, yeah, because from, from everything from I know week. about the ATO and, and how they operate, because essentially this will be a business issue. Yeah. Um... It has to be an extreme situation for it to end up in court. They will do everything they possibly can to end up outside of court. And and the way they normally operate is um, when they were doing the last round of big collections, yeah. they started chasing small businesses and individuals instead of medium and larger sized companies that actually have, you know, oh, that's, lawyers. Yeah, but this is, this, this, because they will do anything they can to avoid a legal battle. Yeah, well, this yeah, you know, this is not really a battle, and it's becoming an actual like uh, it's not a civil matter either. When you're actually evading. <laughs> no, but but again, it would mean that they have to engage counsel and turn up oh, in yeah. court and, oh, yeah. and present things. Yeah, but this is this is a, this is a beautiful one of those things that can act as a very public deterrent that they love. Yep, they love that shit because they can cause because basically it's free. It's not yeah. free, but it's 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 low cost publicity. I'll go I'll go on the record everyone, now and everyone I'll loves say. The ball. 
the ATO will never end up in court with a rugby league player over the, the Parramatta salary cap scandal. We'll see. We'll I'll, see. We don't I'll, know the figures. That's the thing. We don't even know the figures. I'll and we bet, don't even know that hasn't even come out yet. So I'll, who's I'll bet you the dodgy part of Anthony Watmore's salary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying they will because we don't know any figures. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I'm just saying that definitely. I mean, and I didn't say anything about court either. Tax evasion doesn't have to end up in court. No, it doesn't. They can be. They they can just get. They can get just get hit with fucking. They can just get hit with punishment. They don't have to go to court to get hit with punishment. They have to pay shit back. They have to do all this sort of stuff as well, and that doesn't require court. Oh, to an, to an extent. Again, if you talk if you're talking about the the figures, yeah, it does. All, all they depends. have to do is challenge it. Yeah, I think they have to challenge it, wouldn't they? Yeah, and but so the individual to challenge it has to write a letter yeah. or make a phone call, yeah, and then to push it further, the ATO has to initiate legal action, the which a- they won't do. The, the ATO, when if they if they've judged you to avoid a tax, even a small business, it's still like just if you challenge it, they're not, they don't drop it. No, I know, but then it gets to a legal stage, and they need to engage. Yeah, but that's and what I'm saying. They don't, but, they, but they're not going to dro- they're not going to drop it if it hits that. Yeah. They don't drop they don't drop it if they hit just, they're trying to da- hit you with damage. Just based on the salaries that NRL players make, I don't think they'd go anywhere near a courthouse with it. <sighs> Fuck. But but the I think also any sort of public prosecution is going to want to stay well away from anything to do with major sporting organisations. Um, unless it's the police for something criminal. Yeah, well, and there's that as well. So, and that's what I think is a more likely outcome that we're going to see as well, because I think it, based on the information, this is the thing. Based on the information we have at the moment, like it, it seems pretty apparent that they've got documented cases of fraud here. So, you know, we shall see how it all pans out. And then the NRL have said themselves that we're talking tip of the iceberg mm. sort of stuff right here. I mean, this is a salary cap thing, and we're moving into a situation that Australia. Yep. Australian sport, I don't think, is ever seen. I'm pretty sure. It didn't happen with Storm at all. Now, have we got any police officers in the Twill Nation? Or, or any criminal legal people? Let me think. Let me think. I can't think of any. I, th- I thought, and I may not be poli- wrong. Not, not straight up police, I don't think. But what do you need? What sort of level of police I'm, do you need? I'm thinking that, from the way I remember things, is that fraud to be charged with fraud there has to be almost a theft of some kind an aggrieved like a, an aggrieved party yeah yeah so who's pressing charges would the NRL press charges I think I, th- I think that they probably would I mean but they're not the actual financially they're the, they the aggrieved party that's what I'm saying yeah it's tough. And, like what yeah okay so just trying to think through the think through how it all works here so if they've Right. So, well, so someone's someone's going to have to be agreed. I mean, because if you're a sponsor, I don't know, if you're you a know, sponsor of the club... Is it one of the players? Is it one of the players that has to go that becomes the aggrieved party? Uh, possibly. But then it's That's on the next him. That's talk about, too. Um, then it's on him to push the case. And does he want that expense? Does the NRL do it on his behalf? Is that the ace up their sleeve if these idiots... Won't drop what's happening in the Supreme Court. Yeah, but once Court. I mean, but you know, if they, if yeah, I mean, but they they'd only have to foot the bill if they're like you know if they're they're talking like a civil angle though too. You know what I mean? Like if it becomes a criminal matter, then you yeah. know then it's down to the Department of Public Prosecutions, and it's not Does, like the least club counts as an association, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends. I mean, the clubs are all set up in different ways. So like whether the, what relationship? I don't know the relationship of um 
like Parramatta in terms of what's the, how the league club relates to the NRL club. Their, league, league, club has their to, league club runs the NRL club. Yeah, but I mean, so the NRL club is like a, as a company. I mean, how many seats does it have on the board? How many does the league club own from those seats? That's I think, sort of I think it's completely controlled by the league's club. Okay, cool. So it, it'll be very interesting to see who... The, and that's what I'm saying. This is where the legal side of it gets yeah. so fucking murky. And it's also it's the corporate, corporate shit too, which is just... Yeah. Very, yeah, as you said, very fucking murky. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's just... It's too dark and... People tend to only go legal on on as close to a guaranteed win as they can get. Yeah, yeah. Or as a bluff or scare tactic or time waster. Yeah, like I just, I just can't help but wonder if the Paramount, if these guys that are actually taking it to court already to save their own hides, if that doesn't, you know, help precipitate like their own downfall, like, you know, if you're going to fight it, if you want to, do you want us to fucking, do you really want to, yeah. Do you want to cast a light on this? You know, do you want to actually shine a spotlight on this? And you know, and then they, you know, find yeah, this it, idiots like that aren't. You know, they're, they're not even worried about like the entire Parramatta fan base going, "You well, fuckers!" They're, they're just not resign. About the team, they're not worried about the team earning points. I mean, this, this, exactly. this is the funniest thing. So, I, that's something I had written down here. Like, they're the most self-preservation mind fucking morons that I've yeah. ever seen in my life. They they can talk about fighting this and fighting that and standing up for this and standing loving the club and blah. blah. But if your first move. Is to yeah. go to, to go to the Supreme Court to get an injunction to save your own skin and, and basically step over every player and fan on the way to the fucking steps. Yeah, the, and the the first thing because you know, we don't fact check. The first thing that I want to know, is, I haven't personally read anywhere saying that these guys have to stand down for the club to start earning points again. In addition to the player shedding, no, neither have I. However, people, uh, multiple people have told me that Greenberg said it. On 360. On, on 360 last night. Yeah, okay. So, I haven't seen it written anywhere. So, if someone can send us a link where it's written down, that'd be great. Because, like, I believe I believe that to be the case. Like, I mean, these, you know, people, yeah. uh, they've got no reason to fucking bullshit, the, you know, for, for to what end. To, you know, there's no... Either way, I just hope the NRL stays strong. I really just hope yeah. the NRL doesn't go, oh, well, look, they've gotten under the cap and... They would be gone, except now we're going through the court, and that's not fair to yep. to the players. And yep. the NRL just needs to stand by. If we, if he has said that, yep. and said you need to be gone for the club to earn points in our competition again. Yep. I don't care how many injunctions and appeals and fucking back alley handies you give me. Yep. It's not happening. Yep. So. So who do they get rid of? This is really speculative at this stage because I mean, they're saying. Given the fact that the five seventy is really like that's half a season thing, so it has to be someone who's on. Well, other clubs aren't going to want to sign. So what my hundred k players? He he retires. The doctor gives him the all. The yep, no, you can't play anymore. Yeah, but there's also the implications there. The doctor has to rule on whether it was an injury he came to Parramatta with, or an injury he sustained during his time at Parramatta, and that has salary cap. Yeah. Implications as well. So well, either way, yeah. he'll go. But he'll he'll go. Either way, he'll go. He'll go, and like I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really fair to him to be like the fall guy, and you know potentially like you know any payouts. I mean, it could be that pay he takes yeah, less payout, but, and you but know, again, life, life's not fair, um, and especially to people who fucking you know have karma coming their and way. And there is there is that option as well. There's there's currently no regulations around post football employment. Yeah, well, you know, consultant. I'm doing air quotes right now. Yeah, you can't see. exactly. Yeah. So. Um, well, but the thing is, he can get. I mean, if it if it's judged in the the most favourable way for for this case to happen, he can. They don't have to pay him a cent. 
Yep. And he can get the full p- uh, amount of his next two and a half years that he yeah, was contracted out of, paid out, out of insurance. insurance. Yeah. So um, when that happens, I mean, there's zero chance he I... can't play ever again anywhere. But I don't, you know, if his knees are as bad as people say yeah. they are, then I don't think that. Um, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd looked at it, and I was going to say this in the, the recap of last week. But when you saw, um, what's his name at fullback last week after Gordon went off injured? Yep. Um, Gutherson? Yep. It, it, it dawned to me that people like Michael Gordon are going to yeah, be on the chopping block. The thing block. is for Gordon, I don't think he's getting much money. I think he's only getting like 200 Gs or something. Yeah, well... Which know. means that they, once again, there's like an $82,500 player that has to come in. So that's yep. a, But it's only half the year as well. Yep. So they've got to get an 82 in. Yep. But they're again, losing a 200, but yeah. it's only not 200, it's only 100. And so, see, there's no... It has to be someone or more. Corey Norman's a name... The two names I'm hearing most are Corey Norman and Semi. And which is... Semi would fucking... That would be gutting if they had to lose Semi. Yeah. You know what, though? I've got a feeling, you know, colour me paranoid or cynical, <laughs> that... That's clickbait to get people to click on articles. If they, if you put in the headline, yeah. Norman Radradra, likely options for release, yeah. the article just has to say that Parramatta can release them, and if they do, they're this. You know, it, it, it's well, no, clickbait at this stage. Oh, it's all clickbait, but, but I mean, the, the reason the, the reason it's, it's spawned is from looking at the contracted value of those players and going, they need to... Th- yeah, I, th- well, I think that there's probably five likely candidates that need that, that are on the block. Look at look at another club, right? Look at the yep. Cowboys. Yep. If this happened to the Cowboys, yep. and they said they have to get rid of, you know, three players. Yep. Would they get rid of Thurston? Depends on the money. No. Would they, Would they get rid of just? You wouldn't. Th- you wouldn't think so. Exactly. But if what if they had to get rid of eight other players? Include like what if they had to get rid of Scott Tamau, Morgan, oh, Gavin Cooper? Yeah. Like then it becomes a stage. Well, fuck, you know, do we? Could we get someone in like a, you yeah. know, like a like a an LG or yeah. you know like level guy? My other question here is though, what happens to those players? Do they have to be re-signed elsewhere? Yes, and um and also the the other clubs are in a in a great position of power in the fact they're going. Yeah, we would actually take Corey Norman off your books. However, we're three hundred k. We got three hundred Gs, and you have to pick up the rest. Yeah, and so then that's Which another still thing counts that, towards the, exactly, the salary cap. Exactly, and this is why it has to be big money players because they need to lose a big amount of money. Yeah. And when you take all the other factors into account, I th- I think then that's even more reason that it would be either. Um, let's just take it as given that what Mo is going to retire. I'd, I'd say old players. Or young players, because if Michael Gordon retires, yeah, um, and uh, they, re- I don't think he'll retire. Though. Yeah, I know, but just as a hypothetical, yeah. if he retires and then he comes back as a uh, as an assistant coach for the under twenties, yeah. or as a kicking coach for yeah. somebody, and all of a sudden as a coach he's on two hundred grand a year. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I think it'd be tough to to a guy like that who has you know like what mo. Let's face it, he's suffering from an injury, he may never play again. I think it's you're not drawing a very long bow to, to say that, you know, he'll, you know, fall on his sword or, you know, whatever you want to use yeah. the terminology as and retire. However You reckon they could get some of the cap relieved if they just shaved Tim Manor's eyebrows? They've got to be on at least sixty, seventy K a season. Yeah, but it's five seventy. So <laughs> and that's a season, that's only thirty grand, it's still five forty. 
it's not really, it, you know, it's not yeah. really a, a rational transaction for them to make. It's just like I think that we're going to see someone. Like, let's take what was given. I think Foran's a given I, that he's safe. Foran's uh, safe. I think Norman's safe, and I think Semi's safe. I susp- I think Norman is one of the more likely guys. Yeah. He's yeah. He's coming up coming up for renewal. It's stalled because of disagreements about money. They're fucked in the cap anyway, and presumably for next year as well. Someone as well, like um. I hate to say it because he's been so critical to their resurgence this year, but someone like Bo Scott, it's a fucking yeah. lot of money. He's an older player, career best form. Though. Yeah, well, he's, and he's just doing he's doing that job that you know when the old player comes in and elevates the younger guys around him yep. by you know showing them the way. And yep. so I think he's absolutely critical to the side. However, they're in a position right now where they can't really. If if, if it really comes down to Shemi Radrada or Bo Scott, Bo Scott gets the punt. Oh, I think if if yeah, you're paramount, ten out of ten times, exactly. Yeah, Semi is one of those guys that has uh, implications for the club outside of the field as well. Yep. He's like a he's a beloved guy. He's not like a guy that's coming to pinch yeah. hit for a year. It'd, or two it'd be like if they got rid of Fui Fui Moi Moi. Yeah, well then if, again, they if fuck, this had happened, they yeah, but they I think they I think Fui Fui would be a no brainer in this situation if he was still there. <laughs> If he was still there, but you remember three years ago when he was that cult icon. Yeah, but also remember that they, you know, they they benched like he didn't oh, get the plays last. The end. He didn't, yeah, yeah, and, and like, and yeah, there was some dissatisfaction with it, but it wasn't like no one was marching in the streets to get Fui Fui that fucking game. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I don't know. I'm really interested to see. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna lose a name. I just don't. I just wonder which you know. Whom they judge to be well, I guess the market has to say which one of those players can can be resettled. Yeah, in the first place. Yeah, I think a lot of people would want Semi if he was on the table. I think a lot of people would want um, Norman. Yep. I think uh, I think Manly would love that fucking Norman. I think the Titans would love to have whoever they can get. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. And I, I don't not even sure if the Titans have spent up their cap anyway. So I don't think the Titans would have a problem taking a selection yeah, of players if they're, on, if they're on offer especially if they were partially subsidised by, yep. by the yield still but um, and like the Roosters I'm you know sure what? they'd find the, a fucking there's going, there's going to be a shit ton of speculation around this this oh, is going to be the yeah. most talked about point yeah I reckon over the next week yeah. Um, Certainly the next let's, let's say yeah the next 10 days yeah before that game leading up because if they want to earn points Friday week then they, the player thing has to be done and dusted yeah, and those players have to be, uh, you know, suiting up. I guess ready to, ready to play for whoever yep. they're going to play for. That's it. So it's uh, interesting, interesting times ahead, and um, shame on you, Parramatta. Um, now we have a bunch of tweets, and I thought I'd put them in there because we just got so many tweets about it, and it's, you know, it's one of these big things. So we'll give to people. They say Mup twenty three. If clubs and players snitched about off field stuff as they do about on field stuff, we wouldn't be in this mess. I thought it kind of stays on the field most of the time, to be honest. Claire Simo. What if a team beaten by Parra in rounds 1-9 to nine misses the 8 by 2 points? Or due to 4 and against? Did the NRL address this? No, they didn't. And the 4 and against thing, their 4 and against stays as it is now. Yep. and they'll they, does. And they'll accumulate and, you know, whatever as they go, if they can play. So yep. that is an issue. Uh, Caleb Shanks. Mr. NRL finds Mr. L with his dick in Mrs. NRL, says if he pulls out now, maybe he can put it in her ass in September. <coughs> Mr. NRL is a pussy bitch. I dare say he's dissatisfied with the severity of the punishment. Hang on, hang on. What club does he support? 
Cronulla, so not necessarily one that's affected on a lower yeah, end Cronulla, of the Cronulla fans are just fucking angry at the world because they've never won a premiership. They've got they've, they've just got that that loser mentality embedded in their DNA. That actually, I have a new ultimate grand final fantasy. What's that? That Eels versus Cronulla. And Cronulla Eels. make the grand final <laughs> against the Eels, and the Eels beat them. Thurston style field goal, <laughs> golden boy. <laughs> that would that would break the not even the internet. That would just break life. <laughs> break a couple of minorities. That's I'd for sure. Break my neck because I'd slip over on my tears. Laughing so fucking hard between being being drunk and like just crying with laughter. Oh, I I would I'd just spontaneously impregnate myself. I'd be that happy. Just <laughs> like. <laughs> Freak mutation, but uh, no, that's my now. That is now my ultimate grand final fantasy. Yeah, at the end of this year. Um, yeah, yeah. There's going to be people going on about, oh, it's it's not harsh enough. It's not harsh enough. It's not harsh enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fuck up. In this instance, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And there is no better alternative. There are plenty of worse alternatives. Yep. There are probably some alternatives that are on par with this. Yep. But this is the one we've got. Fuck up and worry about your own team. Yeah, and I actually think that um, it, it, that, that grand final scenario you laid out would be very, very heartbreaking, but I think the more likely scenario we're talking about would be, say, the Eels scrape eighth and the Sharks finish fifth. Yep. And they knock them out in the first round. Because <laughs> 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 that one, actually, that's that's not one that's like... like you, you saw at the grand final, I'm like... Yeah, Broncos and Cowboys and yeah, and, and sides like Manly still in the comp, so yeah. that's not really possible. But like fourth versus eighth oh, or fifth versus eighth. Look, I said I, I, I said fantasy. Yeah, okay. I've never sat down to jerk off and gone, I want to think of something that's possible. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Mitch the Geo, who um who for for context sake of this tweet is a night supporter. This Parramatta L's punishment is bullshit. There's a strong chance a different undefeated <laughs> Asterisk team might still get the spoon. <laughs> Mup 23. Uh, do you reckon that the L's will be able to get a 50-50 call go their way in round 26 if they win 11 of the next 14? Interesting. I, I think I replied to that one and said I think they'd have to redefine them from 50-50s and call them like 100 zeros <laughs> because I think they would get every yeah. fucking call go their way. It, it's the on-crack version of, you know... Do, do you get a penalty right in front when you're offside? Scores are tied, 78th yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 10 out of 10 times. No. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times, yes, for the Eels, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or do you think Or do you think that... Do you think it's better for the NRL if the Eels have a miraculous story of making the finals? Or do you think it's better if they don't make the finals, learn their lesson, come back next year and play for points? Again, I... I think either of those situations has things that a, a smart governing body. Well, will, things, will yeah, deal things with. that can be spun in a, in a yeah, favourable way. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure one's better than the other. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this this is that situation. The Parramatta board have have given a situation that must be fucked. Yeah. No matter which way you look at it. Yep. You know, th- you you can take some positives out of it, um, but the the whole the whole scenario they've put us through is is fucked. Yep. Yep. Uh, slippy underscore eel. After drinking half a bottle of whiskey and having a couple of still knocks, I feel better about this para situation. <laughs> uh, the Scarecrow23, Paramount fan, he's tweeted, 
the Parramatta Eels and put us in copy to sin on it. It said, so is it free entry for the rest of the season now? Might be a good way to pay back the fans you fucked over. Agreed. Yep, not yeah, a bad it's, idea. It's great goodwill, but um, makes zero financial sense given the rest it. of the, the problems they have facing them. I'm Tim McIntyre, underscore. Those fucking This Week in League membership t-shirts can't come on quick enough. Apparently, obviously, the undefeated asterisk. Astro Noughts. So, the L's got off super light, really. Hashtag, should be playing for zero points. Hashtag, go L's. And uh, the final word on this topic, your friend and mine, Glenn. Every salary cap scandal, I'm in a faraway place and can't contribute to This Week in League. Kakoda, Toowoomba, where next? It's true, it's almost like clockwork. On, yeah. a, 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 on a situation when, when Glenn isn't around, I expect far more salary cap situations <laughs> in the future. <laughs> so, I'm looking at the clock right now. <laughs> I'm looking at the time of the show and going, holy fuck. Okay, so we spent like an hour on that. So, just quickly, um, the Warriors mixing prescription drugs and energy drinks and I don't think they've specified what the prescription drugs were I think for the purpose of they probably don't want to inspire youngsters into trying out the concoction for themselves and in fact you know when I say youngsters I mean grown ass podcast hosts have speculated <laughs> about taking the combination of our logo to see what the appeal is so Look, to, you know <laughs> to talk about it we really should understand it exactly how can you I mean let's 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 stumble a mile in their shoes before we Condemn them. Any, Maybe they're any fucking... pharmacists in the Twill Nation? <laughs> Pharmaceutical sales reps. Oh, no, if you have any sample packs of Stillbox, <laughs> aka Ambien, um, we'll, we'll fucking spring the Red Bull, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, if you want to, you want to spring for some Stillbox. Purely for scientific purposes. Uh, yeah, we will do the Twilly show. <laughs> Stillbox and Red Bulls. <laughs> um. Yeah, so this and this was uh, Steve, Stephen Stephen Carney. He uh, he confirmed us. He said that it was the same issue they had after the 2013 World Cup when some players got in some trouble for yeah. energy drinks and prescription drugs. We have a stance we've taken. So based on the information we've had from the Warriors, the decision was made not to select those players for New Zealand. So we had uh, Manu Vatavai, uh, Ben Madalino, and uh, Thompson ruled out of the Test match uh, in Newcastle. And the club obviously didn't um, select the, you know select them as well. And then also we had Lasoni from Samoa, Connie Harrell, and Albert Vete from Tonga, also all ruled out of playing for the country, um, which is a, a, you know based on our super super Polynesian super side. Yeah, this is um, that that's the probably the big the big. Can you imagine someone like Conrad Harrell playing for a team like Tonga? <laughs> I mean, that's fucking unstoppable right there. Although in this instance, he was the designated driver. Yeah, was he? Yeah. Really? Yep. In this instance, he he wasn't on anything. So he's facilitated this He was the for them. Basically, all he's tried to do is get Big Manu drugged up in the fucking passenger seat of his car. <laughs> Try and get, get, get a bit of a fucking uh, mic check, one, two. And then, two. Uh, oh, I'm, t- I'm tired, Manu. No, wait, look, it... You've you got to be careful in hyping this too much. Um, in in a lot of instances... Hype it, hype in how? Oh, it's a crisis, it's a it's an epidemic, it's going to kill everybody, it's it's only a matter of time. Um, you know, I think it was... Was it Mark Gaznier I saw talking about? Or Benji Marshall, somebody saying... No, Matt King. Yeah. He was talking about, oh, it's only a matter of time before we lose someone, and I, I pray to the big man upstairs every day that... 
you know, these guys are still with us and like Firstly, Matt King, I wish I had your life, mate. If the biggest fucking problem in your life is some rugby league player dying of fucking drug overdose, yeah. if that's the thing that keeps you awake at night, yep. then fuck me, your life now, must be great. It's either greater than your hairdresser. It's either just very low impulse control. Yep. And let's remember these guys haven't had classic jobs in a lot of occasions. Well, yeah, especially with the Warriors. And I mean, with their strong, strong fucking juniors, these yep. guys are signed straight from school through That's the 20s. It. And and are still looking maybe for that release that other people oh, okay. got out of their system at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Not perhaps knuckling down the most they have in their life because they've got to make it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but either that or it it's a a sign of some other issues. So it's not the issue itself. The still knocks on Red Bull is not the issue. It's that there's there's no engagement or maybe there's no way to cope with with feelings. You know, their team's not, not really flying high this year. Have they got the proper procedures in place to do with their mental well-being? Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I don't think the still knocks and the Red Bull are the issue. I think there's some other outlying factors there. And it, it, it's not just the Warriors, I'm sure. No, and I mean, obviously, if it becomes a mental health issue of them not coping, then they just uh, they get in trouble. No one's asked them if they're okay. They play their cards, so they play their fucking depressed, lymatic immunity card. Yep. And they're forgiven immediately. Yeah. And and I dare say pitied mm-hmm. and uh, and supported very much so by the legal the league community Look, in general. Mental illness is a very serious issue. Indeed. And and they should be able to. Um, have things dealt with without having to ask for help. Some some of the mm-hmm. times with mental illness, the toughest thing is that you don't you maybe don't know you need help. Yep. Um, and it it needs somebody in a professional organisation like a sporting club to be on top of things. Who have who have people engaged that really should be able to, you know, obviously people are very good at keeping things under wraps yep. that they don't want to come out. That's it. However, that's the job of qualified and trained professionals yeah. to even see through that masquerade yeah. and uh, you know see someone who's actually but isn't it funny that in any other week of the year yep. this would be the biggest breaking news story in rugby league quite possibly and yeah. there'd be fucking articles everywhere yeah. and yeah. everything else around and, and this week it's it's a little it's a little blip that we've got to rush through yeah. yeah and I mean there's another one we've got to rush through today they announced that uh, looking at changing golden point for finals I mean they floated this weeks ago but um, the system they're going to go with is five minutes of extra time each way and then golden point after that yep I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, I saw someone on Twitter make a good point. It might be Mup, which is really hearing good point and Mup in the same sentence is strange. However, he was like, "Yeah, big fucking deal." They, they would have fucking the Cowboys would have lost twenty five. <laughs> they were sorry. The Broncos yeah. would have lost twenty five points in the kneeling yeah. that period. Yeah. Like, give him fucking five. Give him five minutes each way. Ben Hunt still drops that. Is, exactly. <laughs> every he still drops that kick yeah. every day of the fucking week. So, yeah. 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 And again, let's look at it. For the last five minutes, ten minutes of tied games now, yep. it becomes a field goal thon And that just gets... Trans- well, it's still going to happen yeah. because people don't want to go to extra time. That's it. And then what happens is we get a prolonged ten minutes of the same thing happening yeah. anyway. That's it. Because so, people... Just because you've got ten minutes... And it's, well, it's not. It's five minutes each way, which means, you know, in that five minutes, that's... Basically. Quick, that's two sets each, pretty yeah. much, and well, it's gone. Well, Ben Hunt needs some more fucking still knocks and Red Bull now. Because well, I don't he, know if he was in the Queensland. He was. He wasn't around the. Uh, oh well, he'll he'll need some regardless because now he has the potential to drop even more balls. Yep. 
in that grand final, he dropped one, field goal's done, it's over. Yep. But he has the potential to drop three or four kickoffs in extra time this year. Okay. Which he won't, yeah. because the Eels will beat the Sharks in the grand final. He'll be at home watching it on his TV. <laughs> and you'll be at home as well, furiously masturbating, <laughs> because it's your it's your fantasy scenario. Uh, just uh, just before we wrap it up, um, I've got some more information on the ATO's affairs from my wife, and um, about uh, how the, the ATO would deal with players if they had cash payments they didn't com- declare. And she said uh, she, they would deal with them with a big stick. They'd get a, a friendly desk audit first. Bank accounts, interest assets don't match tax returns, so if they look at their affairs, they'll find it. Um, and on the question of prosecution, so high profiles are always worth their time, and it depends how quickly they fess up. They might get a hefty fine, but you'd never know because they'd keep that private. Yeah. And she said, look up um, Robert Dippier Domenico, the AFL guy, in 2008. She said, Google it. It was in all the papers. High profile is great press for them and tells everyone in Australia they're doing their job. And that was unpaid, underpaid tax, and they took him to court over it. So, yeah, but yes, that, that was also over you know, at a career. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying here is that there's no one player. With Parramatta itself, it's a giant scandal because yeah. it is one club doing all this bad shit. Yep. I doubt there would be one player that had anything big enough for them to make enough of a fuss over. Yeah, I, I wonder. It'd have, to, it'd have to be someone on the Watmo end of the spectrum. But the fact is we don't even know. We, they haven't even mm. named players yet. But I have a feeling that that's going to actually come out because they're going to have to name players because it's going to be public domain when the managers go down for it because the particularly the managers and Daniel Anderson, those guys are going to be the ones that get scrutiny yeah. first because they're the guys that beyond a shadow of a doubt knew everything. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean they they kind of in all the news articles at the moment they're like, oh, you know, we're not asserting that the players had any knowledge of any wrongdoing and, you know, that sort of thing. Yep. But believe what they're sort of implying is gonna happen in terms of like the tip of the iceberg and the, you know, the 700,000 documents they've got which obviously detail some yeah. of what's going on we may see it coming Recaps. This week in leagues brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV, viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Had a tweet from uh, sexy underscore Bethany97. So just downloaded Sportsmate's League Live app. It's fucking amazing for checking the scores. It is. I mean, that's the tip. That's that's really the tip of the iceberg for the app. However, that is probably the thing that I would use it for. You know, eighty percent of the time. You know, yeah. If I'm if I'm away from a television set. Yeah. Admittedly, I mean, using, I mean, having that NRL app. I mean, sometimes you know, if you're not in front of the TV, you can still get to watch the game. You know, some of the game, but uh, you know, when when you can't yeah. because you know, family yeah. and commitments and I, uh, people that don't want you sitting in front of your phone watching the video the whole time. It's it's absolutely uh, it's a, a godsend, especially for you know people who like us who tend to need to be able to be on top of the score at any given time. What I do love is the stats page. I'm a stats man. Yeah. Uh, and it is a beautiful interface where where you can sit down. I actually used it in, in one of the reviews um, this week. But yep. you can then filter through all of the different stats yep. that you'd want to go through. And it's a really, really easy way to look at the performance of two teams. And they also put both teams together. Yeah. So you can see an overall picture of the 80 minutes from both teams. Yep. Um, it, it's a really, really good way to give yourself a different viewpoint. 
on the game of rugby league. Excellent. And um, quietly confident. Can't confirm it 100% yet, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty much going to happen that uh, Sportsmate and League Live, they're going to be with us for the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, that will no doubt be confirmed by next week's show, but uh, it's fantastic Unless to find they... a partner. Unless they're your supporters, but they're in Melbourne, so they give shit. Oh, they're Melbourne Storm supporters. No. Unless they start paying us in brown paper bags. Well, I'm, I'm good with that too. And the podcast commission comes. And I'm, I'm good with that too. We'll go um, to the Supreme Court. I'm so, I'm, I'm so good with brown paper bags. Because <laughs> as I said earlier, like people like us aren't going to be stupid <laughs> enough and then make a cash deposit to our bank account that has to be explained as to its, uh, its source. So no, that's fine. I'll stick it in a box. One of these, there's boxes all over this room. Yep. Stick it in a box and go down to shop. There we pull, go. Pull out a pull, pull out, out a lobster. Away <laughs> you go. Launder it down at the fucking TAB. <laughs> you know, the casino. Fucking launder it on the chocolate wheel. Um, <laughs> search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And uh, like I've said in conversations with the guys as well, it's just like we've been looking for like a partner you know, and sponsor for the show that fits us so well for so fucking long now like years and um so to finally to find that partner is uh it's it's excellent uh it's great those guys are great on tweet as well you know when interacting with the the members of tool nation so that's fantastic it just seems great the people love the app so um win-win all around Friday, oh sorry, Thursday night we were back to, weren't we, this week in the West Tigers 30 defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs 22 in front of a paltry crowd of just over 11,000. The Tigers mm. 30 came from tries to Tedesco, a double to Jordan Rankin, Luke Brooks, Nagama and Nofaluma with tries. Jordan Rankin, three of six conversions. The Rabbits, 22 points came from tries to Arvar, Bryson Gooden with a double, Dane Nielsen with a try and Adam Reynolds, three of four conversions. Well... So the Tigers were absolutely kissed on the peony. Yes. With who they got the week after their flogging. Oh yeah. And even then it's though, the fact that South played did not quite show possibly up. the worst fucking game. Yeah. Like I've seen them play since the good era in yeah, quotes. Exactly. It it was it was just a complete attitude performance and South's attitude was absolutely shit uh, you also remember the Tigers were without their two starting props mm-hmm. um, it's it, it, this is what I was talking about in the, the league live um, piece the the stat here that stuck out like a, an awkward 14 year old direction is do you know who South's biggest runner was that night um I don't know, so I want to have a guess. And it's going to be a back. Have a guess. I wanted to say it's someone in the back line. Yeah, it's Greg Inglis. Okay. And you know how many line breaks he had? Zero? None. <laughs> exactly. So, he... No, so I don't think I remember, didn't think I remembered any. He's playing like a prop forward. Yeah. And not only that, he's doing it in... in like and you can clearly tell that he's like looks like a gazelle that's been shot in the hind quarter. Yeah, so and he's like limping around. So Greg Greg Inglis is is their most prolific prop forward. You know? Yep. When you have nothing other than that in attack and just no attitude in defence. Yep. Um I I heard somewhere and I I haven't had this corroborated anywhere else that that during the week after their last performance the they'd had some emergency training sessions called. Yep. And one of the players had to cancel their their child's christening um, to get on. 
if that's true, that's a big if. I'm yeah. saying this is, I, I haven't had it corroborated. But that's the sort of, that's that's twenty years ago style of, of coaching or management. The last it's, time I've heard anything like that from a coaching perspective was in the early two thousands from Brian Smith and it made a certain player walk away. Mm. Had a few pigs. Go to England. Learn how to dive. Join Manly. Become a god. Become a fucking blight on the sport of rugby league and all that it stands god for. God of rugby league, I just said. Yeah. Listen to me. You know, the, the Greeks had a god of being a cunt. He was a lion, too. Ooh. Prophetic. Very can, prophetic. I'm sure he can deal with me a cunt. He's, he's laughing all the way to the bank with his fucking premiership rings. Yeah, okay. No worries. Two more than fucking Diving. Matt Moylan's ever going to get. Diving. We're going to get to that game in a little while. Greg Lagoon. And we're going to talk, and we're going to talk about this, this alleged um, alleged diving incident. Yeah, I, My God. Anything else you want to throw I was talking about this game. And yeah. All of a sudden... All of a sudden... That's the level you, of cuntishness he's got. And you're, and you're bringing up other shit. But, um, no, the, the, the Tigers were, were decent. Souths were horrible. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, one of those, you know, the game game of two halves situation as well, much like the last game, of the, or, the, you know, the, the Cronulla Broncos mm. game that we'll get to, where Tigers shot out, mm. Souths were awful, and then they, they got back into the game within, like, five minutes of the second half. Yep. And then it was uh, one of those arsy against the run of play tries for the Tigers to, to sort of pull them a little I think it was, what, it was back to like, what, 22-18 or something yeah. at that stage? And that sort of pulled them, pulled them away a little bit more. And, uh, and yeah, Tigers. But it was a good performance after getting flogged by 60. Yeah, you, give, you, you, can't, you can't give any team that sort of start. No, no. Um, and, and South didn't have their heart in it from the very first play. They were not in the game. Yeah, they looked they, they they looked very good in that in that period, sort of ten minutes after half time. Mm. However, their first forty or first thirty, let's you know, let's be you know conservative, was so fucking bad. Possible, you know, close to the worst thirty put together yeah. by a team this year. Yeah, really. Uh, Wally Frogmore, I hear Tedesco injured his shoulder carrying that shambles of a team. <laughs> and yes, yeah, Supercoach people um, rejoice, or Tigers fans. It was a heavy cost because what's the what's the verdict on Teddy now? They said post Origin one. Yes, how many? Is, what's that? Is that five, six? Not good. Yeah, I think not so. good. And you know, it sucks for Origin too because I mean, I don't think he was a certainty given the idiot we've got in the coaching box. However, fuck, I'd love to see Lachlan Cook get that. Well, now the 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 path has cleared significantly, so I guess we'll see. The problem is uh, historically, New South Wales players in Queensland sides tend to be invisible to an extent when it comes to selection. Unless they get fucking stapled up and become part of Origin fucking history. <laughs> Toughest cunt to ever plant an Origin field. Kick a million fucking goals with a stapler hanging out of your head. A fucking legend. Benny Lice played for Balmain, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> what about Mick Devere? Fucking Jesuit. <laughs> I knew you were talking about. He's not a god, fuck's sake. You know what? Um, that wasn't even a fucking medical stapler. No, it was just... It was Can't run down to office works outside Suncorp Stadium. Well, there's an office works across the road. Exactly. Well, you really realise, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Came back. Chukung, chukung. Uh, so, underscore pwned. I think that South lost on purpose, just so the Tigers would be stuck with Jason Taylor for a little while longer. <laughs> Fair call. They would know what it's like to be under Jason Taylor's regime. 
I ran into a bloke this week um, who used to who came from my neck of the woods down in yeah. Sydney, and he went to St Greg's. Yep. And we were chatting about this and this, and the thing that always comes to my mind when they talk about St Greg's is that Nathan Camilleri kid lived there. The oh, okay. Yeah, look at the school kid. there. Yeah, the kid that rode Tommy Emmanuel's jock to, to <laughs> semi semi just fame. <laughs> that's a hey dad situation waiting to come out. But yeah, um, bitch, that's how you let yeah. I'm not even gonna fucking go there. That's just wrong but, as fuck. <laughs> um, he was saying, oh, you know, the, the, we were laughing about that the the guitar kid, and and he said, oh yeah, no, normally it's that. Then the league players come out, and it's Trent Barrett and Jason Taylor. So we don't talk about him very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I loved him when he was there, though. Oh, mate. He's gone <laughs> full in, circle. Back in the year, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, West Coast Tiger. The undefeated asterisk season is back on track after a couple of well-timed losses. Hash master coach. Hash rank and revelation. Fucking relax there, son. Every time I see that kid play, I cannot fucking believe they brought him in when he was 16. Yeah. It's a amazing. Genius. Pure genius. Not often they come back. Um, but he was so fucking young that it was just like <laughs> it feels like he was a career ago <laughs> he started so young at on a daily bailus it's losses like this that vindicate the decision to allow South back into the comp back to being a laughing stock I love it <laughs> my Sabrina 85 Tigers win Taylor's happy no parking fines in North Sydney for at least a fortnight <laughs> as team of X Factors are back um, and yeah, he's put X hyphen factor. Fucking up the hashtag Saguna learned at Twitter, you fucking derelict. Pete Fulcher, P E E T Fulcher. With how bad Souths are, I think we can still count this at Tigers in decline. And uh, mm. TYHR Blue, he's back, baby. Schnitzel's on the house. <laughs> hashtag run ROB. <laughs> <laughs> the Parramatta Eels 20 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 12 at ANZ Stadium. Good crowd, just under 32,000. Friday night football, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs also. Eels first, 20 points. Tries to Takarangi, Gutho, Corey Norman, and Taltai. Conversions, one for Mick Gordon and one for Gutherson. The Doggies, 12 points, came from tries to Rona and Josh Morris. Carried Holland, two of two conversions. Yeah, the um, the Eels took a little while to look like to get their head in this game. Mm-hmm. Kieran Foran going all Sinead O'Connor before the game. Don't don't say a word about Kieran Foran. Depressed lamatic immunity. No, he's you know what? He's, <laughs> Depressed he's got lamatic his, immunity. He's got his issues. Um, and I I find I'm glad now that there is there's a trend in the game where they're saying, "No, I'm out," as opposed yep. to what it was. When it's people like Durius Boyd, yep. who behave like a cunt, yeah. and then say, "Oh, you can't be mad at me for being a cunt," because I'm I'm depressed. Yep. Like there's there's plenty of of depressed people out there who actually go about their day. It's true. And, and don't get to act like a cunt because they have to go to jobs and look after families and and this and the the after effect is what what used to get me. Yeah. I've got no worries at all with a player saying, "I need some time." Just as you would in any other walk of life, if somebody needs some time for themselves, they've got to take it. Yep. They may not get paid um, as much as a rugby league player does, but if he's if he's smart enough to say I need some time, good on him. But uh, I but don't the- think he was smart enough to say he needs some time. Like the situation was forced. Oh no, he he could have. Oh yeah, all was right. I had a couple of drinks and made a stupid decision and took some pills. My mate gave me. I'm really sorry. I'll never do it again. As I was saying, that situation though, that was that required hospitalisation and then necessitated yeah. a look in the other thing. But can't comment. 
Hospitalisation sometimes isn't as bad as people make it out to be. Oh, no. But... Remember, these guys are 14-year-old kids. Right? <laughs> the, f- the first time they have anything that's not a beer or a fucking rum, they're going to think they're dying. They're, they're, if you've got to sleep over, though, it counts. They, they, if you've got to sleep over, it counts. No, they're the, they're the fucking kid. Can you imagine going through your misspent youth? Yeah. You know, remember there was always that person that thought they were going to fucking die? Yeah, not so much. Oh, really? There was no. always fucking one. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I can't feel my... Oh, my heart's going really fast. Oh, I can't... Imagine if that fucking little shit had access to a mobile phone and or a car. That'd be hospitalised too. But... Yeah. But um, the, if it's a sleepover, it counts. <laughs> the, the positive thing for the, for the Eels here is while it took them a little while to get into the game and they, they still managed to stay strong enough. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the doggies got out to an early lead, but... But I'd, you, you would have almost excused them if, if that have crumpled and the doggies got out and just continued to roll over. Yeah. But uh, they... The power of the fact that it was a doggies <laughs> off week, though, was not to be denied. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we spoke about it before, talking about who they'll, who they'll let go. But I, I really think Bo Scott was one of the main keys that, that got them through this game. Yep. Um, he's, he's always been a border Ennis. As in, he's had his personal rivalries, and he's 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 got a bit of grub in his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he stood up here in the right way, as, as opposed to going out there and, and head highing people. Yeah, he got involved and and through the offload that scored their first try. Yeah, uh, I think as New South Wales supporters, we have a slightly rose-coloured view. I said he's got some yeah, yeah. some grub in his game, no denying yeah. that. Um, but but he did this one in a, in a fairly clean manner. Yep. Um, the the. The Bulldogs, though, they still still show they're a, a classy side. Like you know, se- semi ran out and put a big shot on, on um, on their winger. Yep. Just just before halftime, and then the next time he did it, Brett Morris just really baited him. Yeah. Brett Morris was begging him to run out of the line, <laughs> at him and, and semi obliged him. Yeah, yeah. And and he he's that that sort of guy to to be able to to turn that into points, but. Um, for Parramatta, Gutherson at fullback, wasn't he uh, close to a revelation? Yeah, well, I mean, like, obviously, as, as a, a Manly fan, I mean, I'm well aware of the goodness of, uh, of Gutherson. But playing a proper his, coach. Without, so, out, without the exception of his hairstyle. And um, it was a shame. He's one, one player that I actually regret losing. Yep. And uh, we could use him now with the fucking injuries, too. But... Um, Maybe he comes back, but he's not enough money. He's probably on fucking jack shit. But he was great, and it's great to see him succeeding. And hopefully, he continu- has more continual success it, because uh, he deserves it. He's a uh, he's a good dude. It was one of the first times for us. It was one of the first times this year that I saw the interchange rule work as as I assumed it it may. Yeah. Where during the end of the game, the small man's running zigzag through these big tied forwards. And that was the this. And I mean, let's face it: if it's ever going to work that way, the the dogs are the team that it's going to work against. Yeah. You know, because they're the, they're the exact prototype of you know big you know big forwards. Yeah. Um. You got anything else to add to this one? No, 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 no. Just Devin Head. Has James Graham tackled Semi Radradji yet? Hashtag pub side. He did fucking run over him big time, didn't he? Yeah. That's fucking Semi. I mean, this is the thing. This, who, who won't he run over? He's not called Semi for his almost flaccid penis. <laughs> that. that voodoo rock. T-Rex, though. What a clot of a footballer. Off the Super League, son. You'll enjoy the wine and cheese and Catalans. <laughs> I would hope he wouldn't end up at our favourite side, Catalans. Look what they've done with fucking Fat Touchy. 
Yeah, but this is the th- we always said this was going to happen. Turned him though. into a player. This is this was always going to happen. He's a player now. Because just the the very quality of the game over there means that Fat Touchy would do it three or four times a year over here. <laughs> yeah. But that three or four times that becomes nine to twelve times. That's and a then season. that's half a fucking yeah, season of great it. games. And sometimes that's all you need. Then a couple of injuries. You're yeah. talking at ninety percent efficiency. <laughs> exactly. Uh, GT three fifty one underscore John's very very frustrating. Getting hard to take these on off games. Lift your game, doggies, for fuck's sake. MJ Eagle 23, real Twilight Zone stuff tonight. The score was 2012. Funnily enough, 2012 was the start of the salary cap rolling. No, wasn't the Bulldogs 2005? Four? No, no, but... Two? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Slippy underscore Eel. What a fucking courageous win. Forwards in the backs, backs on the bench. Smooth Corey leading the way. Fucking good shit. He's in love with Corey. It would be a terrible shame for this one individual. If Corey was the one to have to make way to uh, get the cash in. Uh, Matty McP, 25. Man, the current Eels team really reminds me of some Storm teams from five to ten years ago. Can't work out why, though. <laughs> Penny Panthers, 19, defeat the Canberra Raiders, 18, at Carrington Park in Bathurst. In front of a crowd, just over 7,000, and the Panthers, 19, tries to Bryce Cartwright. Peachy, Pedahiku, uh, where are we? Sour with two or three conversions and a penalty goal. Peter Wallace with the X Factor. With the field goal. Canberra is 18. Double to Rapana. Paul Vaughan also with a tri-croaker three of three conversions. Now, what did I say about Peter Wallace playing at hooker? Um, I hope that red-headed cunt dies or something like that. I'll probably paraphrase first it. Week, first week, <laughs> Chico's back. Yeah. Takes his position. Yeah. Wallace is a fucking match winger. <laughs> I'm a fucking oracle. Uh, yeah, and... But I really think it's good you that take it, you have to take it back. That Penrith took. Um, I demand you take everything back against this fucking fine redheaded gentleman. Good to see him take a, a game to Bathurst. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's how long have they been doing that for? Like on the yearly, I mean, at least the last long, couple of years at least, right? Yeah. Look, yeah. there's a financial reason for it. We've got a leagues club in Bathurst that, yeah. that feeds. There's a financial reason for all games being shifted from the home ground. They yeah. don't happen for charity. That's for sure. It's, um, but you know, we we have a, a Panthers branded leagues club in Bathurst um, what's the story with that I don't I don't I don't know anything about that oh, uh, the, well the Panthers leagues club is, is now a brand okay. and, and they've expanded out of Penrith okay um, like a like a minority taking over your country let's say like a like a disease like yeah not something positive so <laughs> no not at all um, sorry I've had too much too much US politics today I'm yeah. all uh, I'm all xenophobic um, That's coming, but uh, uh, it, regardless, good good to see some country rugby league as well, yep. uh, and, and good that we gave them a, a decent showing, a close game, and and a good win. Um, fuck, we did our best to lose this one though. That's once again, we should yeah. make a standard template for for Panthers. For Panthers yeah. games, you know, only have to interchange. We won by two points. We lost by. <laughs> One point. Three points. Late it's field goal. <laughs> <laughs> One by late field goal. <laughs> it's, um... Yeah, fuck. I, I have a very fucking horrible case of hemorrhoids. Just for the pure strength that my ass has been clenching for the last six minutes of every Panthers game this year. <laughs> like, it, it... To, to oh, steal... To steal something from my good friend, Mr. Wars, yeah. my asshole currently looks like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> 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 
Um, that that that's uh, it's like all washed washed out, bleached and sandy, <laughs> with yeah. a with a with a liberal helping of blood and, no, and it's viscera. That, it's that frothy blood <laughs> <laughs> when the waves come in. <laughs> I've got a small German man surrendering <laughs> and, in there. And inexplicable yelling in <laughs> German tongue. <laughs> Every so often a guy with a flamethrower walks around. <laughs> but, um, yeah, our, our second third of this game was was horrible. And I, I think I counted um, four sets in a row where we didn't get to a kick. Now, fair enough, if you have a patch where you go through four sets where you don't get to your kick, but yep. four sets in a row and every one of them coming off your own goal line, you you are begging teams to come back and, and run over the top yes. of you. Um, I think one of our saving graces was, I had a sneaky feeling that Blake Austin was only at about 60% out there. Yeah, He was the quietest I've ever seen him on a rugby league field. And, and just, again, hypothesising that maybe he's come back last week just to ensure that he's picked for city country. Um, I, I really think he's got origin aspirations, and and I really hope he gets there. That's going uh, to to you know to do so at the detriment of your club side. Yeah, I, look, I don't think he was the reason we lost. Uh, the reason they lost, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't miss a whole bunch of tackles. He didn't make any bad decisions. Yep. He just wasn't able to inject yep. himself as he usually does. Yep. So I, I don't think it was at their detriment. But a hundred percent, Blake Austin. I think that might have been a very different game of football. Yep. Giannis underscore Mateus. Panthers are like the girlfriend who, despite 79 dates, still needs a fucking drama just to reinforce you still want the relationship. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Pete Fulcher. I hope Jay gets used to these kind of finishes. The Broncos had the same for four years. Hash, life under hook. <sighs> Shutter 86. Nice change of pace for Wall to be the X factor instead of the ACL factor. <laughs> Nick the perm. Geez, made it difficult for ourselves again, but thankfully the X factor that is Wallace slotted the clutch field goal. I knew this was coming. Yeah. Uh, so My owner turning on me. My owner fucking turning on this me. Is, this is what this is what's come to. You brought this on yourself. Et two shunter and perm. Et two. <laughs> so underscore pwned. I just saw a close up of Cartwright after the try. He had a tear roll from his eye, but he was nowhere near Croker at the time. Anyway, how is this possible? Is my question. It's a tattoo. He was fucking jumped into the Panthers. <laughs> Cartwright's crying. Next, Sydney Roosters 38 defeat the Newcastle Knights nil at Allianz Stadium. Crowd of 9,500. And Roosters 38 came from a hat trick to uh, Fingers McGee. Mitchell Pearce returned with a try. Isaac Liu, Mitch Orbison also with tries. Jackson Hastings, six from six conversions and a penalty goal. The Knights, fuck all. Funny story again. Any other season, the Roosters would be the most embattled club. Mm-hmm. in the NRL with all the shit they've gone through and yeah, missing sure. players yep. and, and things like that but yep. now no no one cares about them either yep. thanks Parramatta but um, under the radar just as the Tigers you know the the universe had them narrowly avoid a case of herpes it uh, the the Roosters couldn't have asked for a better situation for the return of someone like Pierce yeah. uh, throughout easing your way post training session against the Knights yeah not, not only do you get an out of form Newcastle Knights you also get an out of form Newcastle Knights without Jared Mullen yep um, and, and just down on confidence yep and almost resigned now this isn't a bad thing mind you almost resigned too well if we can as long as we're playing good footy for our fans they're not they're not even expecting to win games they're almost looking as if they're going down there and as long as we can you know uh, compete 
let, let's put 13 people on a field and <laughs> anything more than that's a fucking yeah. a, a victory. Make our required interchanges. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you can just not take still knocks for a week, <laughs> we'll put a tick in your box. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Roosters look, look sleek. They look like a team that's won the minor premiership the last year. They, they're a little bit out of sorts, obviously, coming back in. Yep. Um, but... I think the real test for them is going to be, you know, maybe three weeks' time. They, they're going to have almost that refractory period sure. after. They've, yep. they've had a couple of good wins when they're back to reality and you can't play on emotion anymore and you can't play on adrenaline anymore. So yep. I think about three weeks' time will be a better indication of where they sit for the rest of the season. And uh, regrettably, Blake Ferguson with a hat-trick uh, right into the uh, test side and it was really galling to see the white ribbon on the Australian jerseys. Oh. With a fuckhead, you know, striking yeah. a pose like he's some fucking ambassador of something. Yes. Every time this fucking happens, I get closer and closer to writing an open letter to the NRL. Yep. Yep. I won't do it, though. It's too much shit. Everyone knows how we feel about this, and it's not going to change anything. Yep. At Trent Slats, Blake Ferguson proving the haters wrong. He hasn't sexually assaulted anyone tonight. Hash redemption. I'm up 23. That's weird. All of a sudden, the NRL is the devil. Tweets have stopped. <laughs> and Paul Hayden, proof that Fergo is both a top bloke and Australia's best centre is the fact he scored two tries tonight. Hashtag tweet like an NRL journal. NRL journo. The Mighty Manly Seagulls, 18, were defeated by the North Queensland Cowboys, 34. Brookvale Oval, crowd just under 12,000 in attendance. And the points, the Cowboys had a double to felt. Winterstein, Morgan, Cooper and Kane Linnett with tries. Five of six conversions to JT, and the Sea Eagles had tries to Jamie Lyon, the guy. Daly Cherry Evans, Peter Godinay in a decent debut for the, cl- the club, and Jamie Lyon, three of three conversions. Superb goal kicking this year. I don't, I'd love to fucking know. Maybe it was because he was carrying a leg injury last year, but his kicking has been fucking on point this year. Oh, illegal fucking man shakes. Illegal man shakes. Adam McDougal's fucking just. Well, Adam McDougal was on the illegal man shakes in '97. Oh, because he was just on straight fucking Decker. Oh, he was, didn't have a fancy fucking brand name like man shakes. Uh, <laughs> he was like, just straight Decker. Fucking <laughs> test you know, and all this shit. <laughs> so, go, where are you going or what? Mate, oh, look, it, the, the Cowboys keep rolling on. They're on some other level shit right now. They, they are probably the most complete team in the NRL they're just fucking rolling like yeah there's I mean there's there's obviously there's there's weaknesses and, th- and strengths and all that, but their their base game at the moment is operating at a very fucking high level where they're just on some shit where they're just completing their sets yeah and they're just so fucking well oiled at the moment um, obviously continuity you know in terms of injury and, and so forth is a, is a big factor in that yeah. as it is with any successful team yeah. and they're just like it's just they're fucking good at the moment they're just going they're going really well as I've said as I've said like, it's probably it's a bit early in the season to be going this well hopefully they you know maybe Origin they might have a bit of a low when they lose some guys and yep. then they have to build it up again and that's probably going to be a, a good thing for them I think yeah. uh, you know for the finals because at the moment they're just operating at a really good level like you know like a finals level yep um, it, it the you look at a lot of other teams, and even the, the closest team to them in form at the moment being the Broncos. Yep. When the Broncos sweep left, yep. well, then it's going to end up with Oates yep. in the yep. corner. That's their play. Yep. If you look at that Cowboys team, 
yep. then defenses have no idea if it's going to be a short ball to Cooper. Yeah, if, well, if it's if it goes right, you're pretty pretty sure it's going to go the way of felt. Um, but but however, then even going on that left side, though, but on that side you got you got Morgan who is who is yeah, running the ball better than any other number six. Yeah, in the I feel like felt is a more obvious he's a more obvious option that side because yeah. on the left hand side you got like your Winnersteins, but then there's all, then there's that Cooper threat as well. Yeah, that I think is a more like ten meters out. Here's a, it's a more omnipresent threat at that sort of distance. Yeah, for, you know, when it's a try scoring distance, then Morgan who is kind of like a more all the time, you know, sort of link in there. But it, it's still not it's not guaranteed that it's going to you know just go straight out or, or a cut out ball to a winger That's as right. most other teams do exactly and even defenses now have figured out how to how to defend against these run around plays that put a fullback into the mix yeah you've got Lachlan Coote who has the ability of when he does that the defense thinks they've got him covered yeah and he puts a kick back in on the angle and yeah you know for for a Morgan um, yeah. running through it's just the the options they have in every part of the field yeah mind bending yeah. As fuck it, I had I had the feel feel for the fucking Manly in this game because the effort was fan, was fantastic and actually they, they didn't play too badly at times. But not only were the Cowboys operating on this fucking next level shit, but they were also kissed on the dick in terms of like every single ridiculous bounce of the ball went their way. Like where there was a, a kick a grubber that I think Thurston put through, yeah. and it just went like it was just rapidly going end over end, boop, 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 like. All the like ninety nine times out of hundred, it goes dead. That ball hits the fucking fence ten meters past the dead ball line at velocity, yeah. but miraculously, like you know, three inches in from the dead ball line, all of a sudden it just pops directly straight <laughs> in the fucking air. And it's like like shit like that is just yeah. so like just so unlucky. Well, it's, but, um, it's proof that the football gods know all, and that actually foreseen Jamie Soward's cunt dog act blight on the soul of rugby league. That was an interesting slip of the tongue there, young Jay. Why? <laughs> because you didn't say who you thought you said. Who did I say? Oh, I said Soward. So. <laughs> What's the time? That's an interesting... Oh. That's a very interesting slip. Ja- Jamie, like, every time I'm, I'm a we Jamie, I'm a Soward. We've got some issues here, have we? <laughs> we got some deep-seated <laughs> issues here towards the cat in the hat. Trying, um, to, trying to project, project his inadequacies on the, great, Jam- on the god, Jamie Lyons. Jamie Lyons, absolute... You know, blight on the soul of the game of rugby league. You know what? Shitting on everything the game stands for. I don't think. I don't think. I think he actually. I think Jamie Lyon personally personified the very ideals of which rugby league was based upon. However, I think that the the officials let the game down badly. Not because, at all. No. Do you because, know who Jamie Lyon? Because you know what, Jamie Dyer, Jamie Lyon. He took a, he took a dive for sure. However, not for the reason you think. It wasn't to like prove some obstruction. It was it was desperation to try and fucking stop and stop the player. So he just he gave he was nowhere near it, and he just gave it everything to try and get there, and it wasn't good enough. However, the no. bunker, the bunker, the maligned bunker. No. They've looked at it and gone, oh, this guy, he's, he's clearly been obstructed. And then you know, then you look at it on closer, and you go, wow, the Cowboys player actually tripped him. I mean, why didn't that end up with the match review committee? I'd never know. The Cowboy player's foot, um, unless it was a ghost foot. Could have been. Uh, this is who Jamie Lyon is. Jamie Lyon is when, when there's a Great a, a row of traffic, and there's a lane that ends, and everyone's merging in. The the I go, you go. The I go, you go. One in, one goes. One in, one goes. He's the cunt that drives in front of everybody to get right up to that last bit of the lane that's ending, and push his way in. That's fair. Jamie enough, Lyon is Time a is sort money. of person. No, Jamie Lyon is a sort of person is money, who man. will be in an shit. establishment. 
and doesn't time his bullshit conversation with the attendant to finish at the same time as the financial transaction and keeps standing there for three minutes telling a story about his kids when other people are waiting in fucking line. Jamie Lyon is an absolute scumbag of an individual and that moment will forever taint his otherwise so-so career. It's the worst thing he's done since he turned his back on New South Wales. Lesser, like, lesser, lesser analysts will, will, of course, take that take that line. However, you know, people see what it is. They just say like, it was desperation. I mean, he he knew that he wasn't going to get there, but by Christ, for his team, for his country, for his state, for his kids, he was fucking. He was going to try no matter what, no matter how far away. He was just going to hope that the football gods lifted him and carried him the extra two meters he needed to effect that tackle. And so he just fucking just put it on the line. And just dived for all it was worth to try desperately anything, grab onto the player and bring him down so the try wasn't scored. And in the bunker, the way that like, he he can't be held responsible for the way that the bunker saw that. OJ Simpson is so fucking lucky you weren't defending him, or he would be pulling Big Bubba's pubes out of his teeth right now. <laughs> I dare say, if I was defending OJ Simpson, uh, not only would he have walked as he did, he would never have lost the civil case that bankrupted him, and I dare say that the riots wouldn't have occurred either because everyone would have just gone, you know what, he's got a fucking point. That guy didn't kill that bitch. Even Judge Judy would see through the shit. Judge and, Judy sees through everything, though. And rational people know exactly what's going on, and that Jamie Soward... See, what we're having... Yeah, exactly. Jamie, you've done it Jamie, again. No, and that, you've done uh, it again. <laughs> Look, ja- quite frankly, everything you're talking about here is some kind of deep-seated resentment to Jamie Soward, and I don't see why you're projecting on the greatest senator you know of all time. I he, he, does of th- he does a lot you of things. You know Jamie Lyon an apology? He does a lot of things, but Jamie Soward does not dive. He doesn't take dives. He fucking does. Well, I've seen him defend. Every tackle he tries, he takes a dive. That's not taking a dive. That's being dominated by somebody in front of him. He's like diving at the legs to try and somehow stop them because he can't tackle and it doesn't but work. Again, his, history will show that Jamie Lyon goes down in history as a grub. As history. someone as someone who is counter to the ideals of honesty and fair play. History will show He's worse that Jamie than Lyon Storm. affected... He tried his best to affect the try-saving tackle, and guess what? He did. <laughs> because it did indeed save a try. And draw a penalty as well, which is just yeah. one of those statistics that I fucking love. People and, who draw penalties and fun- their side. It's amazing. Yeah. People, um, that, people that could win games for you would probably be more beneficial at the moment. Well, yeah, at the moment, I mean, Jamie Lyons won a fucking... He's won a... I dare say, you know, pardon my French, he's won a cunt load of games for us. Um, and he will continue to do so in the future. And well, in fact, he has, even has my- this year. My phone's ringing. Oh, it's the, it's the past. They they said they said they uh, you you can you can this, send your stats back. This year he's this won year? games for us. Okay. His goal kicking's been on next level, and there's a couple of games we won by two to four points. So yes, I dare say this year he's won us games. So uh, how dare you? And well, uh, you are you are the greatest center in the game, and quite frankly, one of the greatest people in the game. Uh, a, a heartfelt apology. Uh, you motherfucker. Um, at Aiden Stalker, to cheer myself up after the manly loss, I've ordered a This Week in League membership. Every cloud and all that. <laughs> My Saguna 85. Cowboys got lucky tonight. Manly didn't bring their X-Factor game with them. Oh, fuck it. Just blame Willie Arm. Hashtag the curse begins again. <laughs> Willie Arm was actually... He was actually okay. Um, just fucking injuries are the worst part because now we've lost more motherfuckers in this game and Willie Arm may well there was a danger that he might have been fullback and uh, didn't eventuate and Dylan Walker what's the injury on Dylan Walker is I guess you won't they won't bother you know, they won't bother something to do with until his, next something week. to do with his heart still knocks yeah well I mean he's the, he's the he's the prototype I mean 
he come back. He's he he was reborn. <laughs> <laughs> he was baptized in he was baptized in the in the in the, the, the purifying waters of Red Bull. <laughs> Tirana three five five. All things considered, I'm proud of the effort by the boys. We have a lot of improvement in us. Word. Michael Darren seventy nine. The Cowboys are more creative in one set of six than the Bulldogs were in an entire game, and I would agree with that too. The Warriors twenty six defeated St George Illawarra Dragons ten over at Mount Smart. Crowd just under thirteen thousand in attendance, and the Warriors had tries too. Sean Johnson, Matthew Allwood, Charlie Gubb, Jeff Robson, and uh, what do we got? Sean Johnson four four conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons ten came from tries to Aitken and Five Five Law. Widdop missed both of his conversions and uh, got one penalty goal. Mm. It's good to see the Warriors came out with a little bit of bit of intent in this one. Could have gone either yep. way after. After banning six players, yeah, uh, it makes me feel that perhaps the decision to get rid of those players, for at least or punish them, perhaps there was a significant element in the side that maybe thought, yeah, that was probably warranted, they're, and uh, they're almost a Robbie Farrar. Yeah, yeah, it um, it's never ceased to amaze me. I've seen it in other workplaces. You get you get people bitching and moaning about a leader, thinking everyone else feels the same way. When really all it is that everyone else is going, yeah, yeah, mate, no worries at all. They're not really agreeing with you. Yeah, sure. They're, yeah. they're just trying to trying to move on. Yep. Um, Sean Johnson decided he wanted to play this week. Yep. And sounds like his leg is not broken anymore. Every time I see him have one of these games, like that that try he scored. Yep. Where he did, you know, step three and and just went himself. I, I always sit back and wonder what sort of player he'd be now if he'd have played a decent amount of time under a decent coach. Yeah. If if he'd have spent two or three years even under under a Bellamy or a Hasler, mm-hmm. where would he be now? You know, if and and I know club loyalty is a great thing, but if if he'd have gone okay, well, you know what, do fuck it. When Canterbury were rebuilding, we're desperate for a playmaker. Yep. If he'd have taken that role, and and now the doggies were running around with with Mbop and and Johnson. Yeah, like a team a team that has. Uh, uh, like a dominant forward platform, yeah. uh, and like consistently dominant forward platform. So maybe not the dogs of this year, but you know maybe you know two three years ago. Yeah, you know like the early Hasler days. Yeah, like that that sort of environment. Yeah, but uh, but you know that it'd almost make him a clutch player. You know he'd have that experience. He'd have that yep. that coach at okay. Well, yeah, we've lost close games and there's that. But yep. uh, you know shoulda woulda couldas. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the dragons, I, I think, the same as as most weeks. They they're lacking a little bit in size, and they're lacking a little bit in creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, Gareth Widdop is in there doing his utmost to to spark something in that team. Yeah. Um, and and you can never fault that bloke's effort. He's another one of those players like like James Graham. You know, they're the, just giving it. Yeah. Every single time that that he plays a game of rugby league, he's in that thing up to his eyeballs. He's in that game of rugby league, just absolutely painting the inside of its guts. But uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, not enough, not yep. enough. So the the Warriors were good enough on this occasion to to come back. There were more diamonds and rocks. Whipsy seventy seven. Blake Ashford, dead set world beater. No coincidence the Tigers have been in decline ever since letting him go. <laughs> Hashtag origin certainty. I don't think so, sir. Giannis Mateus. Dugan to centre is like putting a knife up your ass. No matter how many times you do it, it fucking hurts and no happy end. <laughs> that's a man. That's, that's some experience talking. Wally Frogmore. 
Mary got done for DUI last weekend. Is there a chance the team can get done for drunk and disorderly for this effort? Fuck, there's another news story that's it's just one that's just Paul McGregor. He, Parramatta's his favourite fucking team right now because that shit's disappeared. Yeah, like absolutely evaporated. Yeah. I had it down to talk about this week when it happened late last week. Yep, and uh, the events of this week have been like, no. Yeah, I, and I, ha- I still I had it there. I was like, do we? Yeah. So I, I remember there was a, a major company had a, a shutdown. Of uh, of a manufacturing plant in Australia, yeah, and they announced it the same day Wayne Bennett announced he was leaving the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> smart, it's smart, man. Fantastic. I mean, and and even even when there isn't like a counter story, I mean, you know, you do it last thing Friday, you know, when the news cycles are you know, wrapping up and better things to be done, and <laughs> you can kind of bury it. A lot of like in the states, like all the political announcements, negative ones. Friday afternoon, last thing Friday. Yep, yep. exactly. Oh, the Melbourne Storm. 38 defeat the Gold Coast Titans nil and uh, up at Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a crowd of uh, just over 10,000. Storm, here we go, tries to Blair, a double to Vunavalu, Tohu Harris with a try, double to Cooper Cronk, Blake Green as well, Cam Smith, four of seven conversions and a penalty goal defeating the Gold Coast Titans, boo-boo, nil. I, I have a well-described no template problem. Required. <laughs> I have a well-described problem with hearing something. Yeah, and that just triggering something else in my head that runs for, <laughs> and every time I hear that Vuni Valu, yeah, I think of Gunny Goo Goo from Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you shave that bitch down and don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I know you, Eddie. You're the fuck you guy. You're the um, fuck you man, right? It, it's fit, like, I'm, I'm there chuckling away like a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest son, what's so funny? Goony goo goo. <laughs> he doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah, cause if, you, if you show him that, you know, you've got to show, you know, Mr. T fucking someone up the arse. I mean, there's just so many other additional things. Yeah, that's it. Um, this, this game, you know, surprise, surprise, you know, Cronk and, and Smith come off, you know, click just before Origin. It sort of makes yeah. me question a couple of Melbourne's earlier performances. Uh, and and whether the Titans were that bad because they haven't been this bad. Yep. And we've seen some really really shitty performances this year, namely the Tigers, um, week before last, Souths last week. Yep. Even the Warriors when they got yep. they got pumped. I don't think the Titans was an attitude problem. No, I don't think they, it was. The, all all those other ones have have just been the players weren't there. They checked out. Yep. The Titans look like they were trying their little guts out, but but it was like that. That Monty Python sketch, you know, there's the the hundred meter dash for people with no sense of direction. Mm-hmm. The gun goes off, and the in, even in defence, one person's making a decision this way, and the other guy's just not coming in and, and yeah. supporting it. It just looked like there were a bunch of guys who had been out of the game for a year and had never played together before. They all knew what to do, but they didn't know how to do it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure that. That was a sign of things to come for Melbourne, but the the Titans really need to do a little bit of work in in togetherness and and being a, a little bit more intuitive with each other. My theory may be that um that Cooper Cronk is who's you know it's a contract time for him. Nothing's been said about what's going to happen to him, mm. but I feel like he might have made the decision. Like and yeah, and his yeah. form the last you know couple of weeks has has been reflective of that yeah. kind of settlement, yep. but um. Yeah, we shall we shall find out. Yeah, you know, sooner sooner. Does or later. he strike you as a sort of bloke that would be loyal to a club? 
I think that it would uh, depend on Bellamy. I think these guys stay for him. Mm. And if he's got enough years left that they will encompass the period of the contract they signed, yep. then I think they'd probably, be, they'd probably be down with that. Yeah. Because uh, he, did he re-sign for five, Bellamy? <sighs> Was it that long? He doesn't strike me as the five. It could have, it could have been. I just forget. I almost, I almost remember it it's being. Yeah, in that the that makes me feel like a, that, that feels like a really long time for someone like him. Yeah, I, but, I, I just seem to remember it being remember. pinged in the media as Bellamy will be a, a storm coach for life. Okay. Something I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Um, up twenty three. Obviously, this is this is is in my opinion one of the best tweets we've ever received in the show. I don't say slightly. Uh, obviously, maybe it might be more visual than this. <laughs> uh, obviously, it'd be difficult to convince everyone that our thirty-eight nil thrashing was a hundred percent hash refs' fault, and we should have won. But there's going brackets one of two hundred eighty-four, <laughs> and no more tweets on the subject. Just fire, just top, just top quality tweetering. Uh, Hammers, uh, is it just me or is footy losing its appeal? I think I might start watching AFL. <laughs> Titans fan, MJ Eagle twenty three Storm have scored more points than there is fans watching the game. <laughs> Standard Ben Hecho forty three Cameron Munster is such a Queenslander. FYI, that's a derogatory term. <laughs> uh, Mario Siegs, look at the Melbourne tries. C Blair, C Cronk, C Smith. What a team of C's they are. <laughs> Excellent work, folks. Ah, uh, the Cronulla Southern Sharks thirty defeat the Brisbane Broncos twenty eight at Reclaim Australia Stadium in front of a crowd of just shy of fourteen and a half thousand. The Sharks 30 came from a double to Fecky. Maloney, Gallon, Chad Townsend with tries. Maloney, four or five conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Broncos 28. Tries to Parker, Kahu, Oates, Roberts and Sammy Thiday. Parker, one of three conversions. Kahu, two of two. And Parker, one of one penalty goals. If James Maloney is not picked for State of Origin, then Laurie Daly needs to go and fuck a fresh hot apple pie out of McDonald's oven. I would also add the the a caveat. You can't have Mitchell Pierce. Correct. Because together, just for whatever reason, it's like Moses and Brooks. Yep. Together it don't work. That's it. One with one, either yep. one, doesn't matter They're which. They're not It's going to work, but together it ain't working. And yeah. it's like last year with... Um, the uh, the Chooks as well, you know, late in the year when it was Maloney and, and Hastings. And Hastings. It? That was that was working Fantastic. great. Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. So Maloney, he's on some shit this year. He's he's going great. And and I'll tell you, I, I used my my James Maloney out of breathometer. Yep. To to judge this game, that first half that the Sharks played, and and discounting all those games where a great team's played a shit team and yep. and flogged them. But that was probably one of the best halves of rugby league that I've seen in in many 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 years. Um, the the way the sharks performed that, yeah. they it wasn't free of errors, but they didn't really let the errors cost them. They were strong through the middle. They got a roll on. They played with speed. They defended yep. exceptionally well. Yep. And James Maloney walked off a couple of weeks ago when they were playing, and would he. He could hardly speak. Yep. He was so fucked. Yep. Um, this week he walked off and, and was giving almost politician-like speeches yep. <laughs> ab- about how that, you know, it was only this and only that and yeah. it was great and they still had to come back out and da 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 So I, I fully expect them to go on with it um, af- after that. But, uh, but Brisbane are a quality side. I think Brisbane paid the price in this game 
for not stamping their authority on the comp. Yeah. In all, in all of those games where they had it won and did just enough. Yep. And and didn't really just drive the sword through. Mm-hmm. That's where you look at somebody like the Cowboys at the moment, who Manly were back in the game, but then all the Cowboys need to do is score one more. Yep. And Manly, Manly were fucked. Yep. They were fucked in the head because the Cowboys put big scores on teams. Yep. And they kill you when you're down. Yep. The Broncos don't. Yep. And so even though they were at that stage top of the ladder, Cronulla had no fear going into this game. No. Completely different, and and they they really lost that that psychological advantage. So I saw all the shit out there going. It's a loss that Brisbane needed to have, and it's this, and it's, oh yeah, great time. They apologize. You've got to give credit for the Sharks for winning the game. Yeah. But this was this was one of those stereotypical game of two halves where the Broncos stocks they didn't lose anything by losing this game. Yeah. Basically because they got flogged in the first half, and they came back and flogged the Sharks in the second half. Yep. So both teams had a, had half of the game with that. It, it wasn't like one of these pulsating contests where it went try for try. Both sides were equal through yeah. the whole contest and one side just edged ahead at the end. Yep. This was one side came out, flogged the other side. The other side came out, flogged them, just not quite enough. Yeah. Um, not quite as much. And as a result, we get a two-point margin on a very high-scoring game. Yeah. And uh, and so, look, the Sharks want credit. That was probably the best 40 minutes they've played in a long, long time. Yep. Like, years. They can't... They can They can improve on it, but probably not by much. I mean, being realistic... That's that's about as good as they they got to play. The problem for them is that they need to be able to put, do that for eighty minutes if they want any credit. Yeah, and um, that that's that's the biggest problem that they're going to have because uh, they did it for forty mm. exactly mm. forty minutes mm. and and not a minute more. And they you know they were very vulnerable. They that was very tense moments at the end of the game. Look, it, they could have easily lost that game. It, it's the second week in a row that a team's come back at them. Yep. You know, they, they almost lost to the Panthers a week before mm-hmm. and almost lost to, to the Broncos. And I know, I know that almost losing is still winning. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a habit they want to rein in before they have somebody like uh, like Newcastle chase them down and beat them by two. <laughs> yeah. Life of Tyre. Well, I've seen Hash ref's fault before, but I've never seen Hash selector's fault. Wayne innovating again. And, of course, Wayne Bennett saying that the reason they lost that game or the reason they weren't at their best in that game is because players had their minds on the test match because they were selected and they were announced in the side earlier, uh, you know, well before the game. Uh, Mr. Wars, Mr. Underscore Wars, that is, going to thoroughly enjoy my bag of crispy foreskins that I got with my free bag of dicks. Basically, chicken skin happiness. Uh, then his serious tweet, where he said, uh, great win to the Sharks, great footy, Broncos lost nothing with the comeback better for it great footy butsy triple eight the broncos started slow due to suffering through a nine-day turnaround shanta 86 funny how brisbane turned up when the sun went down and the floodlights went on that's friday night lights <laughs> mitch Doyle 13 congrats to all bronx fans hell of a game you looked awesome in the second half however this bag of dicks isn't going to eat itself <laughs> freak 09 this was bound to happen the bronx haven't played in sunlight for about seven years uh, Mad Dog underscore no space. Can I ask for a dick curry, or do you get what you're given? <laughs> you have to ask a Cronulla fan, but I think you get what you're given. Previews. Well, this week, we've only got a couple of games, and uh, to be honest, I haven't really researched the, the, the television status of many of these games. We've got uh, Fiji versus PNG on Saturday at Pertech, which is a curtain raiser for Samoa versus Tonga, um, which is 7.30 at Pertech. Um, then 
at Hunter, we've got the uh, Australian Jillaroos taking on the Kiwi Ferns of New Zealand. So that's another another one to try and track down. It's actually a lot, it's rep weekend. Still a lot of fucking footy this weekend if you can manage to track it down, or even better if you can actually get to these stadiums and uh, yep. you know, support it. Um, and then uh, we've got Australia versus New Zealand at 7.50 p.m. at Hunter Stadium on Friday. And uh, that one we will talk about, but of course we also have the, the city versus country. And look, I want to talk about the city versus country, but everything that people used to say about this game, it's actually true now. Like mm. it's fucking worthless. The withdrawals are incredible. Yep. There's no way they can stop the withdrawals unless they do something like, say, if you withdraw, if you're selected, yeah, and don't withdraw with a with a credible or you know diagnosed condition slash injury. Yep. Then you render yourself ineligible to play state of origin football, and they can't. Re- and that's the great idea in theory, but they can't really do it in practice because not everyone gets selected for city country is going to play origin. There are yeah, automatic selections. That's it. Uh, so, look, I just don't know. But someone tweeted us. I think so. Sorry, I forget who it is because I don't have it in front of me. But they said, like, you know, I'm surprised at this stage that you know that a, uh, you know someone from Tool Nation hasn't been fucking selected for city country. Yeah. There are that there are that many pullouts. I mean. There's some great, you know, great players in there, but then you get these fucking situations where you get guys like um, the fucking wife beater that Manly have deemed to to front up. He gets selected after three games back in in first grade, yeah. of which they start from the bench. And look, I'll admit he's playing some decent football, but I mean representative football. When you have to, when you have to dip to the bottom of that barrel, yeah. When you, you know, you're picking guys like, and nothing against these players, but when like, you know, when when guys like, you know, Isaiah Yo are picked, mm. like, no, you know, they're fine as players. I have nothing against them at all. But this is a you. You can't tell me that not in a million years is he eligible or under consideration for a position in a state of origin fucking side. Yeah, correct. Not at all. Not ever. Ryan Madison. Has he played the two fucking games for the Roosters? Debuting? Two games, and here we go. He's a fucking centre for City Origin. Look who's in the number 10 for country. Oh, All credibility country. of the fucking game gone. Well, they're letting man buns in. This fucking says it all. Yeah. It says it all. It's. I weep. I, I would really love for City Country to be Kyle our... I love it. Yeah. City Origin. Fuck me drunk. I'd love it to be our emerging origin. That's kind of what it is at this stage because all of the established people have... have yeah, know, but James Maloney's playing. Yeah, because you know? he, you know, cause he must have um, some semblance of integrity and obviously he's got a desire. To, he ha- He's a guy that has to fight his way yeah. back into the origin side and prove himself. He's been doing it at club level. Now he needs to do it at this level. And guess what? He's playing against fucking nobody, so I think he will. But, yeah... It- Jack Whiten's another one of these guys. He wants to play. Yeah. Fucking, he wants to play Origin football, and he's not in that group that's you know likely to get under selected. consideration. Yeah. So, yeah. But he, but he's the kind of guy too that they have talked about. His name's been mentioned in the past, yep. so he could put on a performance and make him put himself yeah, in the frame. Spot on. But yeah, there's not many others that could. Yeah, all, all of the obvious Origin selections are out. Yep. Moylan's not there. Yep. Yep. Obviously. So. It's funny. He's, he might actually fucking Bradbury his way in there. Teddy's got injured <laughs> too. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, Clint Gutherson. My bleeding asshole couldn't take Matt Moreland playing Origin. 
Yeah, it wouldn't even be a matter of like winning or losing a series. It'd just be a matter of like how many origin level tackles, how many origin level um, returns from a kick does he make before he gets fucking crippled and you know, turned Can somebody a- write into the Mythbusters and get him to do one of those stop motion or, or slow motion, super slow mo videos? Of a, just, of a yeah, scotch I mean, finger yeah. getting shot by a fifty cal and just watching it. Just. Like he would, he would, he would be like Stephen Hawking by halftime in the first game if he lasted that long. <laughs> because you just know the way that, like, when the fullbacks return the ball in origin, just the way they punish them and the latitude they're given in terms of you know Don't do like it, shoulders man. and flops and all the Don't you know, do it, arms man. and oh fuck, the test match. I didn't see what the latest betting figure was, but there was a stage there when New Zealand were uh, paying $5, and I think that's a reasonably good bet to take for value. I saw Australia were down to like something stupid under twenty. I, I don't quite understand why that's the case. New Zealand have played us with sides like this before, and and won. And done well, and you know, and and yeah. I just what are the stats like New Zealand classically play horribly in this test? Yeah, for yeah. some reason. Yeah, in the early in the early test they play absolute ratchet football. Yeah, and then at the end of the season, I don't know if they spend a bit more time together, or have a bit more prep time, but but they come good then. Um, I I think Australia will do it fairly comfortably. Uh, I I think Australia will win. But I'm just not sure by how much. I mean, like a one to twelve situation, I could see. But uh, our backline at the moment, you look at it on paper and go, "Well, you know, I guess it's it's decent." But Blake Ferguson beating up on an awful night side, uh, you know, aside. Yeah, he's been a fucking liability in defence this year. Yep. Admittedly, I don't feel that New Zealand really have the have the back line either to absolutely punish but what if Greg Inglis is is as far below 100% yeah. at club level yeah he, yeah, he, yeah he brings it at representative level well, that's, that's, look you've, you've got you've got SKD and Nightingale running it running at Fergo Grub and yep and uh, and body art yep so the, the, it's look, possible Kenny Dow one of the form centres I was going to say you, you, you want to talk about current form yep um, and Nightingale. Yep. Fuck, I forgot to mention in the Jordan Carhu also in the Dragons Warriors game. Yep. You know how fucking hilarious it was listening to these New Zealand commentators trying to commentate something that Jason Nightingale did well that might have cost the Warriors a try. <laughs> it's like they couldn't decide who they wanted to fucking. <laughs> but, um, so look, I, th- I think Australia Australia won twelve, but I you know I might put a sneaky fiver on you know on New Zealand just because I don't feel like the. Teams are as far separated as the odds are telling us. You know what? Sean Johnson on his day mm-hmm. is is worth a thousand cronks on his day. It's, 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 Jesse Bromwich, great form at the moment. Yeah. Dare I say Adam Blair, great form at the moment. Yeah. Manu Mao, he's you fucking stab someone in a scrum. That's it. Tamawolo, you know. Unstoppable at the fucking moment. monster. Like, Tapao's going great. So these, there's fucking these guys are going. You know, yeah. they got a, they picked a side that's not their first choice side in many positions. Yep. But the guys they pick, like they've got Tohu Harris there in six. He's killing it for the Storm at the moment. Yeah. He's, I don't think he's much of a five, five eighth personally. However, Sean Johnson can give him the same ball that fucking Cooper Cronk give him. Certainly can. So, and I'll tell you what, it, it 
it's almost like the Warriors in, in terms of, yeah, these guys might not be your first choices. Yep. But but what you need in these test matches is players that play with a little bit of passion. Yep. And and, and it's got form gonna, and momentum in, yeah. in, their, in, in their in their favour. So I'd tell you what, yeah. Kieran Foran was in this team. Yeah. I'd feel much more comfortable about tipping them. I dare say the odds wouldn't be quite as wide either. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I think it's going to be more of a game than the Herbert. You know, then again, it's the uh, you know the rep weekend game. You know, just you know, mm. traditionally kind of the Anzac Day kind of game. But and you know that's a game where Australia are just as likely to fucking yeah. turn around and win forty to eighteen. So yeah, yeah. But get out and support uh, support the game. However you choose to do so, get it on television. Get on the radio, in, check you, it out on sports, mate. If you're in Parramatta or, or in Newcastle, then yeah. get out there. And obviously, I don't think I need, you don't need to tell the people at Tamworth to get out there for city country. They'll be there. Oh, fuck. Tamworth, yeah. they're probably already camping out. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's great. And it's great to get to see the Jillaroos playing a, uh, a curtain raiser, you know, for the main game. Like the, the, so they're going to get themselves in front of, you know, yeah. a, bunch of, a bunch of fucking, you know, hopefully a bunch of people turning up early mm. to see the game. Fucking Tamworth. There's, yeah, there's, Tamworth for City Country, well, yeah, fair enough. There's there's people in Tamworth right now paying random strangers to fuck their wives so they can break up their marriage, so they can write a country music song about the weekend City Country came to town. That's how dedicated they are to country music and rugby league. <laughs> I think you may have overstayed that slightly. <laughs> just 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 slightly, though. Nah, just like Jamie's... Jamie fucking lion in tackles. Did you see the S sound? Oh. Then you're going to say sound again. There are some deep seated issues here. You have those sound, and like this, honestly, this. if we weren't if we weren't looking at a three hour show, I'd be very keen to explore them maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> Full-time episode 220, and fuck me drunk, didn't we go along? And I keep saying, oh yeah, two-hour episode, easy, but yeah, fucking... I've lost all sympathy for Parramatta fans, players, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> um, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share the posts, all that kind of stuff. Help spread the word, guys. And also, spreading the word on iTunes, we had Mr. Plagways, review version 2.5 stars, Sorry, Jay, the mob has spoken. X Factor, X Factor, X Factor. And then in brackets, love you, stepdad. <laughs> Seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show is uh, by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, giving us a review. And one of the best ways uh, you can support my erections is by mentioning X Factor to Jay at every possible opportunity on Twitter, Facebook, and in your iTunes reviews. Supercoach, what do we got here? The group competition, NZ underscore Magpie 54 in front, again narrowly over Fiji and Eels Ram and Robbo, Silver Foxes, the Wendells SFC, the Pool Sharks, Diggers of Fortune Too Much Tuners and Bobbers round out the top 10, tipping the top 10, we have Desi's Ducks in front of Lion on 52 one point back, we have David Kingston, Dugues and Whitey one point back from them, they have Bulldog, Wixie S and S Marla and then four people tied from 7 through 10. Lemon, Matthew Bell, JB, and Andrew Baker. That's our top 10. Um, and that is it. Uh, I guess apologies for the long episode this week. Or conversely, if you're that way inclined, you're welcome for the long episode this week. 
take your pick, whichever one you want it to be. Um, and don't forget, if you're into MMA, check out the other show, This Week in MMA. And of course, if you're into the pop culture, movies, TVs, comic books, all that stuff, the Rocks and Diamonds podcast, both of them on iTunes. So get around those if it's something that you're into. And that is it. It's the longest episode we've done in a fucking long time. It's the longest episode we've done uh, under the J epoch of the show. And um, fucking nobody else cheat the salary cap, please. Just, yeah, everyone stay out of trouble. And uh, I guarantee you, I say this on Twitter every fucking week, but I guarantee that next week will be under two hours because uh, there'll be fuck all recaps to do. Test match. Sensational. Touch on the main talking points of the other games if there are any. Spot on. Scores. Yep. And uh, yeah, so that section will take us like 20 minutes instead of the hour it usually does. You, you watch. There'll, there'll be a fucking Broncos salary cap scandal on Thursday. No, a, a, a sinkhole will open up <laughs> at Suncorp Stadium, of which, uh, you know, the, the, the Broncos and uh, <laughs> will, uh, will, will fall. Actually, that'll be the week after, so that doesn't really count either. There has to be a sinkhole at Hunter Stadium swallowing up both male and female test size from both Australia and New Zealand. And there'll be a memorial to... Um, to all 68 players. <laughs> and so, yes, three-hour episode next week as well. Uh, that's all we got time for. In fact, we ran out of time about an hour and a half ago, but we're still going, so see you next week. Laters. Laters.